0: And uh forget it's coming for somebody. There we go. There we go. We're there good. we go. There we go. We're, we're here.
1: We're back. Oh, yeah. It's Monday. You know what that means. I don't know why I haven't used that in weeks. We should be doing that every week, right? It's fun. Right, you, ha- have- you have, haven't you? Not every week. I think we did it like right after he passed, and then maybe we might have thrown it out there. Hmm. But it's episode 519 of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. And tonight, C.W. Anderson joins us. He's from the ECW. Right? I was trying to do that the other... Is it just that? Is that it? it, it that's my improv, so I guess it works. Because I think he did the fingers.
0: Like this? Yeah.
2: Oh, Yeah, no,
1: he oh. did. Oh. Kevin's got it. Uh. There, yes. Yeah, like that. He did that way too easy. My fingers aren't... Uh... C.W. Anderson joins us kenta showed up in aew uh it was another banger episode of mlw impact had a couple returns we got wwe news we got new japan news we got games and more and it's all
0: next here on the shining wizards wrestling podcast that fucking stunk so does this show Following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show.
3: Hey, this is a professional wrestler and certified DDP yoga instructor Steve Richards, and you're listening to the Shiny Wizards podcast.
0: What's up, fuckers? I love
1: the big package.
0: And he's got those smelly balls. The fuck are you talking
1: about? I'm <laughs> a fucking loser.
0: Fuck the Shiny Wizards. Welcome once again, everyone, to another exciting episode of The Shining Wizards. We're here tonight with episode 519, especially got C.W. Anderson calling in a bit. But of course, as usual, as always, it's Wrestling Talk.
1: And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. Kevin.
0: (laughs) Thanks for everybody joining us live on the Facebook. Thanks for joining us live on rantemradio.com. And thanks for downloading. We love everybody equally. Well, maybe not, but we do. No,
1: I do. I love everyone equally.
0: I love everyone in this life. Remember that fucking Tarbosh, the Egyptian magician?
1: I do. I do. A little jerky boys action. How was y'all? How how was. We're not that old. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm fucking. I'll be 40 this year, so I guess I'm old. That's right. Yep. Look at you having a birthday this year. That's how it (laughs) works. I think. I think everyone's going to have one this year.
0: The joke. Gino Caruso has one this year too. Who? Gino Caruso.
1: Yeah,
2: that's how it works, right, buddy. T- Tony, what made you go Gino Caruso out of every single name you could have possibly said? Why did yeah, you say you Gino? It?
0: Can you explain?
1: It? Uh, in in the heyday of the heckles, uh, god. I was heckling Gino Caruso. Oh god, this is and, a story. Uh, We were yelling and screaming at him, and he said, "How old are you?" And I said, 17 and he said, when will you be 18? And I said, next year. That's how it works, genius. <laughs> so I, well, think you, I think you wanted to get me in the ring and stretch me Gino Caruso style. But uh, uh, I'm like, I ain't doing your carny bullshit.
0: He had the FFB thrown out of his show. Gino wasn't taking any guff from anyone.
1: God, the,
2: the very infamous, famous Caruso stretch. The Caruso clutch, maybe it was called.
1: It's hot garbage. That's what it is. Did you guys enjoy the shit ball
0: yesterday? I didn't watch one second of it.
2: Tony, what kind of person are you?
0: I had a great fucking day. I made a pizza. I fucking shoveled snow. I what did you, some shit around the house. What do you mean? I made a stew. Fucking played games with the kid. Everything was fan. You had a
1: pizza and a stew yesterday? Hold on, let's check the fucking books over there at the Zatko's house. What are you, a fucking billionaire? How's the butt doing today, by the way?
0: (laughs) Fine. What kind of... Everything's been moving smoothly.
1: What kind of stew?
0: A reindeer stew.
1: You son of a bitch. Jesus Christ. Is he going to try and shoehorn himself into this episode?
0: know about
2: that i feel like we should have a weekly segment where we literally check on tony's butt
1: every week i feel like it's uh something that happens uh unconsciously like we just do it anyway it doesn't have to be like a segment we just ask about his butt that's true especially when he mentions pizza and stew yeah what, what kind of stew man what'd you put in it
0: Typical beef stew like tomatoes, potatoes, shit like
1: that. You know, put any, uh, carrots? <laughs> a carrots,
0: <cow, laughs> little carrots, a little celery. You know.
1: All right, all right. Like fucking Emerald Lagasse over here. This guy.
0: take um, it up a notch. Up just the here. way he said, tomatoes, potatoes. You know,
2: just you know the usual. <laughs> you know your normal beef stew.
0: Holy fuck! What did you guys? Did you guys watch the game? I mean, I guess I should ask. I
1: I, uh, I worked till the game started, and then I came home. Uh, and uh, it was on, and then after halftime, I kind of punched out because uh, it was a wrap. And then I was just waiting to see what color the Gatorade was, because I put twenty dollars on on green lime. You, you had to, have, you had to have lost that. I did. It was orange. I lost.
0: Always I lost. orange, isn't it? I thought it was blue. Why did I think it was blue? Did I dream that? It was all a dream. I was thinking of blue Gatorade. I thought, wow,
2: I really thought it was blue. All right, so orange is a good. It's either always orange or yellow.
1: Or lemon, lime, and orange. Then uh, then I watched more ECW from 1999. Ah, uh, you glutton. Good no! You. Bro, fucking Sid was at, like, I guess the next run of house show. He was there for a while. Oh,
2: yeah, I saw your tweet about this.
1: And, dude, everywhere he went, he was fucking over. Even when he was blowing snot rockets on people in the crowd, they were going nuts. Snot rocket Sid. He was like, you know... Dude, he was pump, fucking fist bumping people coming out in Detroit. And then after he fucking power bombs Chris Chetty like three times, he puts choke slams, roadkill through a table. He's coming back and these dudes are like bothering him and he's just like snot rocketing on them. Yeah. You know what? Sid did
2: that a lot. And he he did the fist bump a lot, too. But he would pick like he walked down the aisle and pick like maybe one or two people to do the fist bump with. Like, imagine being that guy that got the fist bump, Sid.
1: Dude, he fist bumped everyone in the EC, and he hit himself okay. before he did every fist bump.
0: Yeah, 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 That's a oh god,
1: he's going crazy.
0: past Sid- the power of the Sid.
2: Sid everyone. was so cool, man.
1: And then he did it on a taping in Detroit, and then the next show it opened with a fan cam of him doing it to Skull Von Crush and somebody else, uh, just going nuts, just fucking power bombing people. I- I'm very like. I'm in that rabbit hole now because I need to see uh, how the storyline progressed. And if you're wondering why, it's because we did Guilty as Charged 99 as a Patreon bonus show. So go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. For $3 a month, you get uh, a bonus show, a bonus show profiling a professional wrestler, and a watch-along featuring at least one of us. And, uh, yeah, so we you did do. this Saturday. One of, one of, one of you, too. And then I went down like I had to watch these because the stories they were telling, Hey, I don't remember any of this. Right. Uh, and I think at this point I wasn't watching ECW weekly and I don't know why. Um, but like the public enemy came back and then they did angles with public enemy and then they stopped showing up because they were trying to get a job in the WWF, uh, Candido left. So that feud with him and Shane Douglas goes out the window, um, Tommy Dreamer and Shane Douglas become a tag team to take on the Impact players. Sid ends up teaming with Spike to take on the Dudleys at Living Dangerously. Yeah, like Tony's face like, really sums it all up. It was so, just a so weird what, time. Was the culmination of Sid's time in ECW his team with Spike Dudley? I haven't gotten to... So that happens at the Living Dangerously pay-per-view, and I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure he wasn't around after that. Yeah, um, I'm looking wondering, at? like he wasn't he wasn't in any major programs. He wasn't in any like ti- I can't imagine
2: if he was in a title match because Sid Sid wouldn't lose, right, Tony? Like in nineteen ninety nine, would Sid agree to come in and, and lose in a title match?
0: Uh well, it's ECW, and they did the rare disqualification now and again when they really absolutely needed it. But I would imagine it would have been Spike taking a loss in that situation.
2: maybe. Yeah, probably.
0: I don't know. I mean, Spike was the uh, residential punching bag slash lawn dart around this time. So All
2: right. So my guess is that he probably didn't sign a contract. He was probably just on a, an appearance basis. And then once WCW came knocking, he was out the door. Right, because he wasn't he had- long for ECW. So he, he wasn't
0: was with WWE at the time. He wasn't part of any kind of like talent exchange. I think he was a free agent, and then he wanted no. Up
2: yeah, he he uh, was gone. He was free and clear. Went to ECW, but shortly after, he went to WCW and became the the heavy for uh, the Macho Man in his new uh, Star Man
1: gimmick. So Sid, I guess, made his last appearance at Hardcore Heaven '99, where he fought Just Incredible to a no contest. Well, there you go. And On then. The title. And then uh, for what? Was it for the title? Yeah, it was
2: PJ Champ then at that point. He had to have been otherwise.
1: No, your world champion was still Taz at this point.
2: Brother. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, They went to a no contest, and then like two weeks later, he was on Nitro.
2: He actually, I believe if I'm not mistaken, debuted at the Great American Bash 1999. It was Macho Man. God, I want to was it? Was it one of those stupid gimmicks where it was Macho Man, Miss Madness, and Gorgeous George versus Kevin Nash for the belt? And Sid showed up. Or it was either that or it was Macho Man versus Kevin Nash one-on-one. And Sid showed up. And I remember, I remember watching this on dub. it was a time where you could still watch it on like wcw.com, but the quality was so bad. Or it was either WCW.com or it was like the AOL provider, and it was so choppy. And I remember seeing. Sid show up and every time i feel like every time someone showed up in wcw that was a name from the past especially in 1999 or 2000 i was like oh that's it the rating the ratings the rating wars have shifted it's gonna it's gonna be wcw road warrior animals there sid's there like i was like this is a huge cat and then it was nothing
1: it was uh Kevin Nash defending his WCW World Heavyweight Championship against Randy Savage flanked by Gorgeous George Medusa and Miss Madness uh, and I guess it came in the cause of the disqualification. But Macho Man won the belt in that, I think. No, Kevin Nash retained.
2: All right, then maybe he won it the next night and then like Hulk Hogan came and beat him for it. I don't know. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Boy. What maybe we down memory lane? We do maybe that, you're dude.
1: thinking of Bash at the Beach, where it was Savage and Vicious against Nash and Sting in a tag team match for the WCW World Heavyweight yes. Championship. <laughs>
2: That's 100% what I'm thinking of. And Savage won. <laughs> and then he lost to Hogan the next night. And I think Hogan, was, Hogan was wearing street clothes, I think. Tony
1: Tony's reaction was what I my brain was doing as I was reading how this went down. <laughs>
2: No, Hogan Hogan won at least one championship wearing black shirt, black jeans, and black bandana, and the other in his NWO Wolfpack black and white tights, even though he was a babyface. God,
1: that had him in it. That's hey doll, rough. Where are you? He's punched out. That was that's oof. Like I don't understand. Like what do you like Dude, nineteen ninety nine WCW is rough. That's a lot. I just wait, threw out no, a lot.
0: No, no. So David Arquette didn't even happen at this point. Was David Arquette 2000 or, or was 2000 Ready to Rumble already done at this point?
3: Arquette because I want to know, I want to know,
0: I want to know whether it was a good, I, I want to know whether it was a good idea where they're like, let's just put the world title up in a tag team match and let David Arquette win. And they're like, well, it worked so well the first time. Let's fucking rewind the tape and do it all over <laughs> again. Fuck me sideways. David
2: Arquette won the title in the in the, in the triple, triple cell match.
1: All right, so um, we're gonna bounce back to Kevin really fast. Kevin, the next night on Nitro, Hogan won the title, but he had reverted back to Hulkamania.
2: Yes, but he was still wearing the black WO ish gear.
1: Uh, David Arquette won the title in April of uh, 2000 on uh, Thunder.
0: Bro, it works so well with Macho Man, bro. Let's do it again with David Arquette, bro.
2: You know, it's so funny. Ah! Is that- I remember Hogan's return to the red and yellow. It was a six-man tag team match. I wanna say it was Kevin Nash, Sid, and Rick Steiner versus Goldberg Sting. And then Hogan comes out and no one's and like like I think like Nick Hogan's there and he brings them like a red and yellow like scarf or a shirt or a or something or boots or whatever. And then Hogan comes out and Tony Schiavone says, you'll always remember where you were on this night when Hulk Hogan in 1999 or 2000 returned to the red and yellow. And I'm like, yeah, Tony, I'm home. It's a pretty good chance I'm home when this uh, when this would have happened. Pretty sure that was, and it was, a pretty, it was a pretty cool moment hearing American made after what, three or four years? So, and I know it's not when it comes crashing down, but it's still pretty cool for WCW.
1: There, I know there is a large group of, of people who find American made greater than real American.
2: No, those are fools. Those are fools. Oh. No, absolutely. No, it's a great tune. Better than real American, if you think that,
1: dummy. What yeah. if you grew up during the... You didn't grow up in the 80s and you only grew no up excuse. in the 90s. No excuse. What do you mean no excuse? It It resonates differently for every person.
2: No, I still know when a better baseball team is better than a team that I grew up watching. Like before my, like, if it was before my time, I still know that that this is not this is not disputable. Tony, do you agree with me or do you not agree with me?
0: American made is catchy.
1: There's no, people it's great, who, it's a, I think there's it's people dude. who associate Hulk Hogan with American made because they didn't know real yeah. American Hulk Hogan. Probably-
0: you know what those people are called? Doofuses. No, that's not fair. They're, it's they're definitely called, they're, fair. They're called WCW fans. These are probably people that saw like Vader and Ron Simmons. All right, and, and Sting and Luger and Flair and all these guys. in yeah. WCW.
2: We're not talking about one of those. We're not talking about one of those guys. We're talking
1: about Hulk freaking Hogan. Right, but th- you have to remember, there were people that watched WCW, and that's all they watched.
0: Thank you, Matt. Thank you for finishing my point. First. All
1: right. So, are are they just not going to?
2: recognize history and not going to realize that something is greater than something else just because they didn't watch it when they were growing up
0: there's if, kids that saw Stone Cold Steve Austin who have no idea who fucking Stunning Steve was or the Hollywood Blondes all right. the fact that he fought with fucking Tony what the fuck's her name in world class
2: alright that's apples and wrenches Stone Cold Steve Austin was the Hulk Hogan of the late 90's So you shouldn't recognize, you shouldn't compare Stunning Steve Austin to Stone Cold Steve Austin because in the world of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stunning Steve Austin is not relevant when you talk about Steve Austin's career.
0: Well, then in WCW, is Hulkamania Hulk Hogan relevant or is it NWO Hogan?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. See? No, but it's not, it's still not comparable. Of course not. The theme song, Real American, is 10 times a million times a kajillion times better than American made as great as American made was. There's no,
0: there's no.
2: We we kind of talked about this. You kind of talked about this on the bonus episode about all it is, is like chord progression. And all you have to do is kind of have it similar, even though the lyrics are completely different. As long as you have the same little like chord or the little quasi riff, like, like like DDP what was DDP like didn't DDP do like the
0: exact opposite bit of Nirvana My I hear that. Great tune Come on bro Look how heavy that fucking riff is, dude Great great tune Let's listen let's listen. That was a great song. Come
2: on man great song great.
3: That's life, really good,
0: man.
1: <laughs> look I'm not gonna lie to you I don't for me it's not better but if someone was like I grew up during this era of WCW and this is what I associate to Hulk Hogan I wouldn't be mad at somebody.
2: It holds up.
1: That's it is sure. a good, it's it's good. I like it. But I can't tell you the last time I listened to it. Now, really for mean. me, it's no real American. I'm just going to put that out there.
0: Yeah. yeah just because- dude, real American starts with tragedy. Like, when it comes crashing down, this motherfucker's like, he's red, white, and blue in the fucking <laughs> USA. Listen,
2: first of all, Hulk Hogan's entire career, here, for the man. most part, Hulk Hogan's entire career, for the most part, started with tragedy. And, and and pretty much pretty much ended there. But that's the whole thing. When
0: it comes crashing down and hurts inside, you hulk up. You but he has up in his veins, man. He was born in the US of A. Yeah, but he's not he's not
2: oh God. He's not the US Express. Well actually he was kind of the US Express. <laughs> but yeah, it just just because you grew up with that doesn't mean you can't acknowledge that the former is greater than what you grew up with.
1: But that's a personal that's a person's opinion. You can't tell somebody's opinion that they're wrong. Well, Matt, here's where you're wrong. Yes, I can. So yeah, I disagree, my friend. All right. Well, you're wrong. That's how it works. You think I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I think people are entitled okay. to their opinion. If someone grew up with WCW Hulk Hogan and they associate Hulk Hogan with American Made, I can't be like this, but I grew up in the '80s, and this is this is the Hulk Hogan I remember. And this song signifies everything that Hogan was in the '80s. And they'd be like, "That's great." No, I I think this one is not debatable in terms of what's better. Kevin, everything's debatable. It's all personal opinion. No. Yes, that's how the world. That's how it works. Well, you would think.
2: I just think, I think. Come on, if, if, if we do a poll and okay. we ask a hundred people what's the better song, I guarantee you 95 will say Real American.
1: Now,
0: there's people that hear this and they go, what the fuck is Real American?
1: New, yeah. new, 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 new world. Do you world, throw this yeah. in the mix? Do we do a three-song a three poll?
0: No,
2: because this is Jimi Hendrix.
0: For life.
1: Sure, Come
2: but, on, bro. but uh, Walking there's out with
0: fucking the big gold belt playing guitar. There's kids that that's the first time they saw Hulk Hogan, Hollywood. Listen, I never, I, I never saw a
2: uh, freaking Kennedy, but I know he was a great president. Like I, I acknowledge that, that something else existed before it and can acknowledge that it's better than what I grew up with. Listen, I'm a, I'm a diehard hockey fan never saw my my devils stink right never i was not a fan when they won the stanley cups i acknowledge that the devils were greater than than they are that's that's a really terrible reference really terrible
0: next to a mountain Mm. come on he's pop pantomime and chopping it down with his hand come on man actually hogan and like hulkamania to them black and white hall nash and hollywood
2: you don't, you don't got to preach NWO to me, man. I'm NWO for life. Always, always will be.
1: Now, is this a fair statement? Real American isn't even Hulk Hogan's theme song. It belongs oh, to the U.S. Know, Express.
0: right. Yeah, that's what we said, yeah. We all did um, to Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham for saying well, oh, this horrible song.
2: <laughs> wasn't the Young Stallions theme song somebody else's first, or was it just Jimmy Hart singing it?
0: Yeah, they just stole "Crank It Up." It was nobody else's. Was Matter nobody, of fact, they, they used to use "Crank It Up" for, for jobbers periodically on the house shows and the uh, like the dark matches.
2: I think they also used "Rocky Rock and Roll Coochie Coo" if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but listen, right, awesome. so, isn't it crazy that Hogan had like in all of his years in wrestling, had literally like the three like top three theme songs like ever?
3: <laughs> He's
2: crank it up. Like, Hogan had it, three really to, good musics.
0: They were trying to... Music. They were really trying to make a, a Jimmy Hart feud with the Young Stallions with this, too. Because he's going,
3: that's my song, daddy. Take my song.
2: Yeah, I think Ventura would mention it, too, when they came out. Or someone would mention it. Like they, stole this, they stole this song from Hart, McMahon.
0: The greatest theme song battle ever was Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff doing Dueling Real American. Remember when Orndorff was trying to claim he was the only real American? You don't remember they came out on uh, Saturday Night's main event and Jesse's like, "We've heard the tune for both guys. I think this crowd's fifty-fifty, McMahon."
2: <laughs> fucking Ventura.
0: No, fucking Paul Orndorf. Unbelievable.
1: I tell you what, that young this Young Stallions T-shirt I'm looking at though, uh, here, with it just says Young Stallions in yellow, and then has two horses like facing it's each other. Yeah. I'm kind of digging it.
0: What is it available?
1: I don't know. That's a great question.
0: The Ooh, big young stallion. I can't.
1: Tonight. I can't buy any more fucking t-shirts, dude. You? I have no. I'm out of room. I don't have any room for my wrestling t-shirts, t-shirts don't, anymore. Don't, don't say you like that. Nobody has more wrestling t-shirts than Matt.
2: I don't think. And I, don't I think fucking. Anyone on this planet has more wrestling t-shirts. I bid
1: it on me. the fucking the the sale last week too. I got. I went in on the sale. What the? Did the you
0: really? Yeah. Oh, so you wait. So you topped one fifty?
2: Yeah. Oh no! I can't, Tony. I can't. I can't get mad at him for that because I no, just spent I like two, I spent like two hundred bucks on wrestling cards yesterday. I don't know, Tony. I don't know.
0: Doing? I don't know. Doing?
1: I don't, Tony. I don't know. I got a nice look. I got a nice hoodie. I got a nice AEW hoodie. I got a Jay White okay, yeah. poster that's gonna go right oh,
0: here. Fuck you, you. It's fuck
1: gonna you. go right, right here, so you can look at it every week. I got the How new you, Jay.
0: You know, wipe my ass with it. I got the
1: new Jay White T-shirt because he's fucking back, right? I got my wife, uh, the Bullet right. Club Halloween trick or treat shirt because she really Wait. liked it.
0: Okay, so was that the don't kill me? Because I spent two thousand dollars on T-shirts. No, like no, no. in no, no. the wife.
1: No, 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 no. She doesn't know. She doesn't listen. She's not going to know. Don't tell her. Don't fucking throw me under the bus.
0: Oh, is the discord rocking?
1: <laughs> you can. I also, you I also got my money back from my AEW tickets because I don't ever think that's happening. So, I was in I'm in, in the positive. In September.
2: You don't think it'll happen in September?
1: Well, I'll cross that bridge when we get there. If I have to buy tickets again, I will. Speaking I get, of cross- I get the second dose on Thursday, boys. That's big that's big news.
2: I'm gonna party like it's nineteen ninety-nine, like WCW style. All right, good luck with party
0: that. And CW Anderson's gonna be joining the party in just a few minutes.
1: Yeah. You luck. know what? I'm gonna ask CW fucking Anderson about American made and real American.
0: CW fucking yeah, a, a Anderson. Idea. Dude, Jesus, dude, take it easy.
1: What? I'm pumped up about this.
0: CW fucking Anderson. I see what you did. That's an ECW reference. I should have worn my my Shining Wizards ECW shirt. That's what I should have done. That would have been the smart play. But I got to rip my boy hammer. The only bright spot in the fucking hmm. But we'll get to that later. Uh, you
1: know, Man, MLW, you want to go down that rabbit hole before for CW
0: calls? No, because um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to wait. I was going to queue up Yakety Sacks for later, but I think we might I, might. I went back and watched a little bit more of it. And I think there was enough good where I don't have to do a MLW, but we'll see what happens. We'll get into it in a
1: little while. l dub Oh, man. We M-A-L-Dub. spent so much time talking uh, theme songs here. I don't want to start a conversation that we have to cut off before uh, C.W. Anderson joins us. Um, so I'm just going to talk. Let's talk a little N.W.A. Ooh. What do
0: uh, we got for you? Nick A-L-Dub. Aldis.
1: What? Nick Aldis was on the Angle podcast, not to be confused with the Kurt Angle podcast, which dropped today, which is an excellent listen. What did they talk about in the first episode? Uh They talked about WrestleMania 19.
0: Oh, necky, breaky, flippy, I... blocky.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: All right. So tell us about Nick Aldis.
1: Uh, he was on the Angle okay. podcast, and he said, that I tend to... The... What's up? What?
0: And
1: now I was making a joke about necky, Nicky, breaky, flippy. Okay.
0: Okay. Oh.
1: Uh, I tend to try and avoid vague promises because I've seen too many times people go down that road and ultimately it never meets expectations. Instead of saying, I think you'll see NWA power return at this point, I think you will see an announcement as to the future and return of NWA content within the next month or two. Obviously, I'm more deeply involved than most, but I'm not an owner. I'm confident by the spring you'll know when and where you can see the NWA again. I'm very ready, and so are the NWA wrestlers. We're ready to come back and deliver.
2: So, So, Matt, Kurt Angle's show is not Conrad interviewing Kurt Kurt Angle. It's Kurt Angle hosting his own show?
1: No. Hmm. It's Conrad interviewing Kurt Angle. It's
0: like, what does Nick
1: Aldis have to do with this?
0: Nothing! You're the one that brought it up! Matt said not to be confused with Kurt Angle's podcast. It's called The Angle Podcast. He was a guest on a different podcast. Matt fucking lost it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> wait so Kurt Angle was on a podcast Called The Angle Podcast Listen I'm not Not listening something
1: clearly just got lost In translation Nick Aldis Was on The Angle Podcast Not to be confused With The Kurt Angle Podcast Which dropped today Yeah I missed that part Clearly
0: Funny no, you know. did, Because you said wait Kurt Angle has a podcast no,
2: I knew he had a podcast. I just didn't know if it was called the Angle podcast.
1: I believe it's called the Kurt Angle I, I Show. I missed
0: that, but he clearly answered that part of it by going, "Kurt Angle has a podcast." No, I know Kurt.
2: I knew Kurt Angle had a podcast. I wasn't sure if it was Conrad interviewing Kurt Angle or Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle interviewing Nick Aldis. Listen, I'm, I'm not out of line here. I was, I was dialed in. I just, something, oh boy, just, something, just got mi- something just got missed. Something just got missed. It happens. All right. So Nick Aldis thinks the NWA will be back sooner or later. He's not an owner, so he doesn't know for sure. See, listening, boys.
1: Uh, yeah. So how do you guys feel about the prospect of the NWA returning, hopefully by the spring? And he mentions NWA wrestlers, but who?
0: Sal Renaro. Okay um who's the chick that was with him that used to be what's his name's girlfriend royce isaac's girlfriend
1: yes may valentine
0: husband? yes camille may valentine. Uh, camille uh, yeah camille will be there um who's who's um who's all this best friend that was in it tom latimer i'm sure okay, he's probably yeah. still around
1: yeah right the pope uh, is the uh, nwa tv champion pope,
0: right yes who are the tag uh, champs um, oh um question mark and aaron uh, stevens yeah, well, J.R. Kratos, A.K.A. the question mark, Josephus is probably still there.
1: Oh, Josephus and the question mark—very interesting. Um,
0: hmm. Are are women like Ashley Vox and um, oh god, what's her name? I can't think of her name. The ones that have been wrestling for AEW—they're not under contract, right? Oh, the C Stars. Yeah, who's who's uh, who's with Ashley Vox and the C Stars?
1: Demi Expo—is that her name? Yeah. No, no, it was yeah.
0: That's it. Are you thinking no, no, of Mart no. are
1: you thinking Marty Bell?
0: Yes, Marty and, Bell. And Melina you. and Sienna? No, Melina I thought left I thought she was supposed to sign with WWE at some point, no?
1: I don't know. I know we, I know Allison K is out of the NWA. Her contract expired.
0: She might come back though, depending on what she's got going on. She's not in the uh she's not in the AEW women's tournament, right? Correct. So maybe she's maybe so there's maybe something and she's been doing what that blood sport thing that uh what's her name was involved in
1: Lindsay snow
0: yes thank you wow oh, we, forget, are, we are we are on you-
1: fire tonight me and you buddy
0: How oh you but good thing ready? you're here because i'm forgetting all these fucking names
1: well you're you know maybe it's the early stages of alzheimer's i don't know you're 100 years old
0: yeah. hey you're turning 40 this year aren't you pal
1: but i'm jacked baby i'm doing my ddpy you're jacked look at these fucking
0: guns baby look at this I know you've been looking better, bro. Yeah, I feel better. I like putting in the work. You look, you look happy. You don't look like old downtrodden and disheveled. I like it.
1: Oh, that, I didn't know I was. Uh, thanks for telling me I look downtrodden and disheveled.
0: The point uh, is you used to.
1: Oh, thanks different. for, you know, reaching out and being like, hey, dude, are you okay? Because you look like your life is spiraling out of control.
0: Like when I started text with, hey, Slabo, you don't get the message? <laughs> no, I just think you're being a dick. <laughs> well, a little column. You got a point. <laughs> Sorry, but you're looking good.
1: Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Oh, feeling good, buddy. Feeling good.
0: Good. Good.
1: All right, so you're excited yep. about the the NWA?
0: You're all in? Look, if they if they do something other than what they did with whatchamacallit, championship wrestling from Hollywood. Right. Where they wound up taking those matches that I paid money to see and just gave them away to everybody again, I mean it was quality stuff, but come on, they got to come a little better than that. Hopefully, they will.
2: Yeah, and I I don't think NWA is going to have a problem. The talent pool around the world that that's not signed with with any of these major guys, or it's still so plentiful. That even if they don't have, and especially you know they have the benefit of restarting. So if they want to restart with uh, with some of the same old faces. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way whatsoever. And then some brand new faces; it's like a whole new brand, basically. So that could actually work in their favor, to be honest with you. Because despite how many people were invested in what they had going on, if they can just do this again and keep the the talent and bring in some new guys, it it, it can only and girls, it could uh, only be beneficial to me. I think.
1: Well, you know, who's maybe we bring in the CW Anderson? Maybe he can weigh in on this. But I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the hard hitting questions first.
0: Of course, of that's course how I
1: roll,
3: right.
1: Mr. Anderson. How are you today? Hi guys. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. Hope y'all are.
1: We are having a good time over here. We're gonna. I got to start off. We are having a heated debate before you joined us. Okay, wrestling um. theme songs. All right, wrestling theme songs. Real American. All right, Hulk Hogan's WWF vehicle, mm-hmm. or made in Amer—excuse me, American-made—uh, Hulk Hogan's WCW vehicle.
3: Oh, the the original the WWE version, WWF version. Real American. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because even though I wasn't a WWF fan growing up, because living here in Raleigh, it was when you did watch Hogan back then from—I oh, think it was what was it—Saturday night or something like that when he would come out. That's what you hear. Yeah. So
2: so I I said I made a very bold statement that that anyone that thought that American made was better than real American was a doofus and I stick to that and I think that that just because you didn't necessarily you may have just been a WCW fan and didn't watch WWF you still know real American and you still know Hulk Hogan and you know that that's like you, when you think of hulk hogan you think that music and and, they, and these guys took me to task for that so oh yeah absolutely, i, I, I agree with you so do you think that it even yeah so if you don't think that just because you don't know something doesn't mean that it's better do you agree with that philosophy at all
3: say that way if you don't let I me mean, i got i gotta process it so if you don't know something it doesn't make it better no yeah no that was a ter-
2: I, I worded that terribly um
3: <laughs> or it might so, be my 23 concussions that can't process it let's go with that
2: fair enough so if if you just were born and raised on w c w and you did not know Hulk Hogan until he got there, first of all, do you think that's possible and second of all, do you think that just because you don't know what real American was it's not a better song
3: no no you you have to you have to hear everybody's going to have their own opinion but just because you don't know that's that sounds like it's ignorance to me if you don't know anything well my version is better because it's what i what only thing I know? No, go back and watch the original stuff when wrestling was wrestling.
1: There you go. That's oh, a win, boys. Hot take right there. Oh, great! Now we're gonna have to listen to fucking Kevin talk about this after we get off the line with Mister C W Anderson here. He's gonna throw <laughs> it in our face. Uh, Mister Anderson, I, first I want to thank you for getting back just, to me. C W man,
3: just i C W. I'm, I'm great with that. All right, but I appreciate uh,
1: I want to say thank you for getting back to me. Um, it's much appreciated. Uh, I know. Uh, we do a lot of, of reaching out to people and some people don't even give us the time of the day. So the fact that you were kind enough to respond even though it was you were taking a break from social media is greatly appreciated. And I'm happy we got you back on because we are big yes. fans. Uh, I you. I was at the last ECW pay-per-view show at the Hammerstein Ballroom where you were sadly on the losing end against Tommy Dreamer. Um,
3: My quit match. I'll take that though.
1: But that was an awesome match. Um, And you're running ECW. I feel like there was a group of guys in ECW who were really just starting to get their feet under them uh and because everything that happened they didn't get a fair shake uh cuz we were talking about this uh on one of our Patreon shows how ECW Paulie had just this special way of when people left he found these unbelievable talents to plug in uh you Carino super crazy Tajiri um, York and Matthews, you guys just kind of were dropped in there and you just took the ball and ran with it. Um, you know,
3: I I told Paul my first few weeks in that it was those exact words because he was using me one show out of every four in the beginning. I said, you give me the ball, I'm going to run with it. And when Lance Storm was leaving, he told Tommy that night we were in Milwaukee, it was my three-way with uh, uh, Steve Carino and uh, Jerry Lynn when Jerry was a champ. He said, I'm, he said, CW is my next star. He said, I got to make CW. It's time to make him. Um, and that was my chance. That was, you know, I had a three, that three-way three match and it was fantastic. I still watch that every now and then. And then um, I remember, you know, I tell people this and you were there so you can back this up. When I was walking out of the ring, the C-fucking-dub chant I was getting from all the fans. Everybody was standing on their feet and that chant I was getting from my equipment. On the inside, I'm emotional. I'm still trying to be the heel, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe these people are ch- chanting because what we just did.
1: Yeah, and that, I think that f- I can't speak to it because I never wrestled in front of the ECW crowd, but I think that was part of it's going out and just doing your job and putting on a great show. But once those fans got behind you, I mean, mm-hmm. they were the the biggest critics uh what did that mean to you uh, you just said you were emotional on the inside
3: <clears throat> you know i had a match not too, before that uh maybe months i was kind of still with the dangerous alliance because uh lou and bill were out there but it was against super crazy at the ecw arena and super crazy finish by frankenstein and me off the top rope, rolled me in moonsaulted one two three and that's the first c-fucking dub chant i got was from the arena and i remember playing back in my head the very first time I stepped in an arena, some of my students were there watching and people beside him was like, man, this CW guy would never make it here in ECW. So getting over with them. And then that night. That chant, you know, it was a handshake from Tommy I was shooting for, but it was the chant I was getting from the fans walking through the curtain balls. Mahoney, the first person he was standing at the gorilla position doing this, telling me, yo, he just went on and on. And then knowing that at living dangerously, I was getting the TV belt. I was signing my contract right after that. So the brass ring was right there for me, and it got taken away from me. And that's one of the things that sticks to me to the day because of it.
1: Yeah, and it seemed like that title was made for for someone like you um, because you fit the mold perfectly. Um, You talk about the ECW arena, another comparison, because we have a couple people, they're New York guys. They think the Queens Elks Lodge much better than the arena good crowd not bad but there's no other place in the, what don't make face tony cuz fuck look i'm going to say fuck queens okay there's no other place yeah no other place in the world like the ecw arena during ecw
3: no there i no, i really enjoyed queens and <clears throat> the first time i wrestled there of course nobody knew who I was i was with danny dorn but the last time i was there I was when the dudleys especially bubba beat me up and i didn't know who i was for 3 days uh, they were already at WWE, and they did the comeback, and we wrestled them in a six-man. But wrestling in that arena, because that's historic. I mean, they made Queens, they made the Elks Lodge, but that ECW arena, man, that's like the Holy Grail. And I remember the first time I ever cut a live promo was in front of that crowd, and you're talking to an introvert that is was very scared to talk on the mic, petrified. And Paul sent me to the Wolves. It was a night I did the thing with Bobby Eaton and Simon and Swingin' Hour for him. And I remember sliding in the ring and standing and shaking in my boots because I knew I was getting ready to cut this promo. I mean, it went off without a hitch, but people don't know how scared I was. Like almost to the point of being, well, I was I was nauseous uh, before I went out. But it was one of the, you know, I had these thoughts in my mind. So I'm saying, what if I do, I just don't run out. I don't run out. What can they do? <laughs> it was almost that point i was like nope fucking man up through this and still scared but still pulled it off but ecw arena man it to me there's no comparison have was it, oh sorry was Tony, there go ahead.
0: special that you would do to overcome this like i know you said to yourself you got in your head you say man up was there anything in particular that helped you overcome this like i mean sure once you break the ice it, you know it tends to get a little easier but like what's your mindset how do you get yourself ready for that
3: You know, 27 years in the business, it's still to me now and even back then, it was, you know, when I was curtain jerker back then, hearing that ECW music hit, knowing Bill Wiles and I were the first match to walk through there. Uh, But before that, you know, my whole mindset, and I didn't have it back then, but I got it now because being a huge, and I'm going to get to your point, I'm just trying to make sure, but I'm a huge Transformers, Mark. Love the Transformers from a kid. So I adopted this transformation type thing. I even, you know, I got the Rottweiler logo in a transformer, uh, drawing. And what I would do, that's how I would I would say it was a transform. I would go from Chris Wright and I would be in my gear. I'm still Chris, Wright. I'm still Chris, Wright. My music was in my head, my run, but you can't hide would play. And I would spray water on me when that water hit my face. That was the CW coming out on me. That was my transformation. So, and then I was in CW mode. I was the I was the Anderson badass, and then once I walked through that curtain, that's that was like the other transformation. Just to, that you're here. It's time to it's time to get it. But yeah, even walking to the ring, standing in the ring, standing across, I was still nervous. I was still scared. But one, you know, it's like when you locked up, it just went out. You just you were worried about the match.
2: So <clears throat> even after your great run in ECW. Um, and this is a, this is kind of a question from the fan. We asked some fans if they if they had questions for you. And uh, Brandon Black wanted to know, um, why do you think you never got a full run? And this is, these are his words. Why, why you never got a full WWE or TNA run? Because um, you were one of his favorites. So why do you think that was the case? And if there was ever a time post ECW that you still felt like CW Anderson, when would that be?
3: Um, the reason I didn't get it run for 100% is my look. I was even told that. I went in, did a dark match for TNA during their heyday. And myself and Chaz Taylor worked D Ray, D Ray 3000, and uh, Shark Boy on a dark match. And almost halfway through the show, I'm standing there and watching the monitor. Vince Russo standing to my right, Jeff Jarrett standing to my left. And v- Vince leans forward, looks across me, and looks at Jeff and goes, How does CW come in here and steal the show on a dark match? And Vince, I mean, Jeff Jarrett goes, cause he's a f- fucking phenomenal worker. And that's why. And I, I talked to Jerry Lynn afterwards and cause Jeff Jarrett was 100% ready for me to come in. And, um, Dutch Mantel kind of blocked me and it was causing my look. And when, when ECW went down, Tommy told me Vince doesn't like my look. I didn't, you know, Vince is a bodybuilding guy. You wouldn't tell that by now by some of the guys they got working for him. Um, but, even I didn't have that look uh, back then. You know, I'm 250, 260 pounds, uh, so I wasn't in that great of shape. Even Tommy told me when I signed with that Disney-fied WWE version of ECW that he said, uh, he said, do you have steroids that can make you 6'2 into a bodybuilder? Because Vince is big on height and size. And I just didn't have that look. Terry Taylor got pissed off at Dutch Mantel because he said, CW is like a fucking man. Yes, it, does he not... He fits the Anderson mold. He's not in that greater shape, but neither was Oli. Oli could work his ass off. You know, Gene or Lars, them. Arn was the only one that was a decent size. But, you know, I'm 250, carrying a stomach. Um, even I even looked heavy, you know, in the face. But that was the thing, my, my look. And as far as being C.W. Anderson, the past few years, I feel better than I ever have. I'm 215 pounds right now. I just turned 50 a few weeks ago. Um, and I feel fantastic. I had some of the best matches I've had in in years. My run I had with George South at AML. He and I've had a four match classic that they, the AML put out on YouTube. It's called the second greatest story ever told because every match, every match, we never did a move out of the eighties and it was all called in the ring. The only thing that we knew was the finish. And I let George orchestrate it and call the whole thing and followed his lead. And he told me, he said, even to today, he said, I pray about our right, – because George is very big. He's a religious person, as am I. Um, he prays for our equipment match because he said it's one of the best matches he's ever had. So I think that's when I feel the most that it's like CW because I it's like my uh, – what I've done for 27 years is finally coming out to some extent because I feel like the past 15 years I've been shorted. You know, I went from WWE, that version, to – really nothing. I took a break for a little while. Cause I was, and it sent, you know, here's the crazy thing. I've been married to two different women and it was like it, it, the last one was the wrong one. And she was the reason I was retiring over the summer. Um, and then the one before that wanted me to be at home all the time. And I was a sheriff. So I didn't really, I wasn't caring about wrestling, but I was like, I let my head get screwed up and wasn't being true to me. And I think that's why I got shorter because I didn't fully put my love into wrestling because you know you saw if you saw my video man it was an emotional thing um and i had just didn't love it anymore and people will take this love from you but when you get toxic people out of your life it's amazing what god and this universe lets back in
1: oh yeah and, and we're happy that you, you're kind of I don't, I don't want to speak for you. I don't know if you've unretired, but I'm glad you took this opportunity because I know after you put out that video, you said you weren't going to do any interviews or, or podcasts or anything. So we're glad that you reached out uh, and we got you on the show because this is all, I mean, I can't speak for Tony and Kevin. I'm sure we're all in the same boat, but I love C.W. Anderson and E.C.W. Yeah. Um, and we're getting a lot of people in the chat are having a good time because I hate wwecw and you just kind of threw a little jab at wwecw so we had a good good chuckle at that uh because that was the, sh- the shittiest these this motherfucker kevin over here he loves to talk about wwecw like it's the the greatest thing in the world but uh it's what are you what
2: that's the, the, that's that's the
0: worst ever put on tv excuse me Kevin Kevin's taking your side now I think he's that's trying- the worst
2: that, that's the worst version of ECW that there ever was 100 wow. C- C- percent
3: It's because Vince ran it you know the reason I signed is because Tommy and Paul were going to run it, and if Vince was smart enough, I mean he's a smart individual, but if he did just set back let Paul and Tommy and let the, uh, our ECW click run the little small places like the ECW re- arena Elks Lodge, little bitty places like that it it'd have been a, it'd been killed we'd have done so good, but he couldn't keep his fucking hands off of it. He could not, he won. And then he started putting his WWF guys in there and they're not ECW. They never, all the champions they had, you're not ECW and you just killed. And the reason you brought it back and it's just like somebody that's a good friend of mine, the longest running cruiserweight champion at, at WWE history, told me, he said, I hope Vince is not bringing it back just to kill it. And that's pretty much what he did. And once he took it over yeah. After that very first night when I worked sabu at the ECW arena, I could not wait to get fired from there. I hated being there. It was a miserable place to work. Was there Danny a reason no. I'm sorry. Uh, was no. there a
1: reason why they had you in the crowd at the the first one night stand with uh, Chris Chetty and Electra?
3: Yeah, I was supposed to wrestle. Uh, Swinger and I were supposed to wrestle Danny Dorn and Roadkill um, hour and a half before show, Dreamer comes up to me and says, they've cut your match. CW have a dark match in singles. Okay, who am I working? Let me go find out. He goes, comes back. CW, they've cut your match because Vince doesn't want the crowd seeing any wrestling before we go live. He fra- he's afraid. He says it. No, not afraid. Let me tell you about. It. He was. He said it would kill the crowd reaction when we went live. Well, obviously he's never watched any fucking ECW because it wouldn't have mattered. They would have been just as hyped when the show hit as not. So. My choice was to sit backstage all night and then come out for that shit at the end um, or sit out in the crowd with uh chat in a lecture. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll sit there and it's out there in the crowd.
2: Did you enjoy the show?
3: Some of it. What, parts, of the magic did you enjoy-
2: what, what parts did you do? You, if you remember, I mean, I'm not putting, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to put no, you no, the you're good. Uh, yeah,
3: seeing, seeing the, seeing the, you know, like, um, even though Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero got into it after their match because I think Eddie didn't perform to Chris's standards. I mean, Chris was cussing at him. afterwards yeah. the fans didn't get it. I don't know if they got sold out or not. Seeing the Dudleys and uh, Sandman and Dreamer being you know, being in the crowd, listening to the Sandman come in, um, I'm trying to think what else. I was trying to remember what else was on that. But for the most part, some of it, not not all of it, especially the thing at the end, I didn't enjoy
2: let me ask you this. Was there any part of the original ECW while you were there that did that you did not care for?
3: No, not one bit. The original when I was there, every bit, any, everybody there. Loved everybody there, enjoyed everybody there. You know, when I first got there, I was petrified because you see these guys on TV, New Jack, Balls, Axel, you know, uh, Rob Van Dam and Dudley's Taz. And it was like you're just killing people on there. And then once you get in the ring with them, you know, New Jack and I are still today are really, really close. Um, I have a, you know, I've probably told that story a thousand times and people heard it, but one of my best stories at ECW is with New Jack. And being in the ring, you know, you know I take that back. The only person I did not like, and actually he was on my list to die, uh, that I hated so much, was Mike Austin.
2: I don't even know how to react to that. That's, that's
3: was, pretty wild. Was he so difficult back then? he was difficult in the fact that he i'm sitting here and i'm new to ecw you're our ecw world heavyweight champ and i'm having to call the match because you can't remember it
1: oh jesus oh man i
3: love i love masada tanaka tanaka and i are really close you know i just spoke to him not too long a few days ago and i knew when, when we were wrestling at zero one tanaka hated wrestling because he always got hurt awesome awesome was mike awesome was dangerous in the ring yeah you know, he would German me on top of my head and, you know, I was fat in the ECW. So fat guys don't fold good. So I get German on top of my head and clothesline me across the face. And the one thing that really, I tolerated him, but when we went to Japan and we were doing the hustle pay-per-views, I saw him in Tokyo one night, myself, Steve Carino, Loki and Spanky. And we saw him in uh, Rapungi. It's two o'clock in the morning. And we meet up in Rapungi, and that idiot is wearing sunglasses. It's two o'clock in the morning. Um, we come up and he's like, he's like, high, he was blazed out of his mind. He's high-fiving Carino. Hey, man, I haven't seen you in forever. And I remember I've wrestled Mike Awesome you know, dozen, 20 times. Never met Spanky before in his life. Brian Kendrick, that's what he was. His name in Japan was it was Spanky. Uh, shook Spanky's hand. I've heard so much about you. So great to meet you. High-fived and hugged low-key. And he comes to me and he goes, hey, man. And, and Carino leans to me and goes, he don't know who you are. I, I said, "CW, CW Anderson." Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on, man? From then on out, he had heat with me. Oh,
1: Jesus like, Christ! You what a dick! What was the uh,
3: what was the experience
1: like in Japan
3: versus man, I lo- versus
1: America?
3: I, I, you know, the first time I went, I was I got in the hotel room, which is a quarter the size of an American hotel room. <laughs> you know, you can't read the signs, you can't speak the language. I was trying to change my flight with Continental to come back home. And Karina's like, man, give it a couple of days. You'll get used to it. And he's like, you just relax a little bit because hell, I'd never been out of the country. Um, after a few days, I started getting used to it. After a week, enjoying it. And the next tour, I couldn't wait to go back. I fell in love with being in Japan. I got to, you know, you learn to speak the language, you learn your way around. You know, you go to a place called Akihabara, which is about a mile of electronic stores on both sides for their four years advanced and our technology, um, you know, cause I'm an electronics nerd. So it was, that place was really cool going, you know, being at Roppongi, which is Times Square, just only cleaner. And it was a, seeing, just seeing the historical places, going to the castles and seeing all the samurai armor and stuff like that. And the fans are so respectful that as far as the wrestling, when you get out of there, you feel like you've done something you've accomplished because they're respectful you know you can get them in the go homes and they're cheering for you they're chanting your names i got the nickname they nicknamed me the king of cork and hall because i was the most popular american there um it was cool back then because you know you had the cameras with the little roll on them and they would take your picture they would meet you before the show take your picture and somehow at the end of the show the damn thing would be printed for you to sign it was crazy that i mean they were really really sufficient with that um the food i got used to the food which you know the Ameri- the wendy's and mcdonald's over there are amazing their food their mcdonald's and wendy's are so much better than ours <laughs> over here um the people are really as far as the respectful when you know when they serve you and um they're waiting on you so they're really respectful they you know they're happy to take your order it's not like when you go there and somebody hates their job and you know what do you want to help you you know to, just don't care. They have no res- some of them don't have any respect. There's some of them, not all of them, but but the Japanese right. culture is an amazing culture.
2: That's oh God. I right. I want to go back to all of this, but I have a couple of questions that I just want to bang out real quick from uh from sure. fans that that I requested. Um, these are related to the North Car- uh, your North Carolina stuff. Um, so Daniel Brewer says I watched him on NC uh, North Carolina indie shows. Some of and who are some of your favorite guys or girls he thought had a chance to make it?
3: Um, some of my students, man. I had some some really good students. Pat Cusick, uh, Dustin Massey, who, who wrestled as Lazarus. Uh, my buddy Toad, that actually where I got my job through ECW. I thought he was going to make it because he was very talented, had a different look. Um, there's a couple guys right now that I think, the Dawson brothers, they have a big you know kind of that harris the harris brothers look they're really good um who's some other ones that i've wrestled i'm trying to think i'm really drawing a blank but as far as back then just a few of my students you know i always thought Chili willie was going to make it he was one of my students uh I, I think that's the ones i can think of right right now but i mean it was a really good question
2: yeah that was from again donald yeah. uh daniel brewer from a. Uh... Uh, this you, is actually a, yep. a, a facebook group um one more this is a little inside baseball this is from david c anderson uh commissioner of the major wrestling figure podcast facebook group ask him whose potatoes are more brutal brian hawks or jb cole
1: <laughs> you got him uh... <laughs> And then you're
2: gonna have to explain that.
3: It's Brian because JB scared up Brian. It's Brian because JB scared on me. <laughs> so
2: what, what's the What's the backstory behind that that question?
3: All right, Brian Hawks. Uh, you guys have heard of – Have you ever heard of WrestleCade? Yeah. yeah. Brian Hawks is the is the brains behind WrestleCade. He and Tracy Myers they run the AML promotion that I wrestled for, the one George South and I had all our classic matches for. Uh, JB calls a really good friend of Brian Hawk's. He's also one of the AML students, one of the first graduates. Uh, they're both really into racing, really. And they're both great guys, both of them. Um, Brian, and actually, Brian is going to be one of the groomsmen at my upcoming wedding. Um, so, but it's, <laughs> the, those, I mean, if, if you want to talk about it, it JB's a very, he's, he's a young guy, but he's, he's very smart to the business because he, he hangs around with us. And definitely he's, he's one of those guys that want to learn. Brian is a very intelligent businessman because we did a seminar not too long ago, just Brian and I, where he told all the business parts of it, you know, social media, uh, the marketing yourself, all of these things. And you look, WrestleCade is a, a huge event. 10,000 people show up. You got 200 superstars that are signing. There's four to five wrestling shows going on. It's all in one convention center. And Brian is the one, you know, that books the flights, books the talent, uh, co- you know, coordinates everything, the shows, who's doing this. And there's several different promotions that are there on that. It's just not AML. It's people from all over the world. And Brian and Tracy Myers you know, are the brains behind it. They started with nothing. They're so successful that WWE ran a show against us, and we still outdrew them. They run Starcade, Star something. Yeah, and Thanksgiving weekend they ran against us, and we still outdrew them because they were taking talent that was supposed to be at our shows and pulling them. It shows you how how, what these guys know what they're doing.
1: Well, I think it shows too that the 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 wrestling fans uh, down in the South, like those Georgia Championship Wrestling, Mid South, like those guys from the '80s, '70s, and '80s, really still connect and they still have their mm-hmm. fans and you tell people the rock and roll express and Magnum TA and tolly Blanchard and, and all these legends are going to be at this art, this, this weekend. I mean, people are going to go just to hear the stories. I know they do a bunch of like Q and a panels along with the wrestling and stuff. So,
3: yeah. So that's great stuff too. You, uh, you know, we did a, uh, we did a few, uh, I won't touch on that. We did a few, a few years ago, we did an ECW reunion thing and it was like one of their most successful things um, that they did. And, as far as that the Southern crowd being in touch, George South and I wrestled in that in that thing. It was the second night we wrestled. To where we had people message us the next day. Because I see again, we did no move out of the 80s. They messaged us all the following the next day, the next week, that people were crying. People had chills. They said it was like watching a Rocky movie, the story we were telling. The promoter, Tracy Myers, said he's cried once in professional wrestling. That's the night Shawn Michaels. Superkick Ric Flair and pinned him. He said he cried, cried twice during our match because of the story we were telling. The Carolina people, the Southern people, they love professional wrestling because of the story, not flips, but a story. Uh,
1: you mentioned the ECW reunion that happened at WrestleCade, and you were a part of uh, a ton of ECW Hardcore Justice, uh, Extreme Rising. Um, uh, what did how, what did you how did you feel about all these? ECW extreme reunion shows. Because they all seem to pop up like one after another uh in the early two thousand and ten ish area, two thousand and eight, two thousand and twelve, mm-hmm. somewhere in there.
3: Some of them had their had their own inside problems and and things, things like that shows up, but I enjoyed them for the simple fact that I got to hang out with my ECW family again. You know, anytime they want to do one of these reunion shows, like when, when we did a rough skate, I'm all down for it. Because, I mean, yes, performing and wrestling in front of the crowd, is that's fantastic. But getting to seeing these people and hang out with them and talk and catch up, that's the best part to me. Because when we see each other, it's like we've never, you know, like we, we don't miss a beat. Right. We pick right up, you know, give our wow. hugs. And because we were a big family, and I love that, you know, they can still do them. If it was just wants to be a convention where we're doing and sign silence, I'll be all down for that. Because, you know, I look at ECW now, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, we have such a cult following. People just, you know, like, okay, the last match, George South and I was, I quit. Shane Douglas ref that match. Shane Douglas and I get in the ring. And as soon as I get in the ring, the music stops. People start chanting ECW, ECW. Kids that are 10, 12 years old are chanting it. Right. So we left some kind of legacy for these fans. And because they knew the blood, sweat, too, the hardcore wrestling we did. And it wasn't so much hardcore. It was the fact that we wrestled without getting paid things along that. But, um, That's being a part of that and seeing them on wing, man, that's something special. It just, it don't happen often enough for me.
0: You mentioned, uh, you work, you work with George South. Uh, you mentioned the Dawson's, um, you guys all wound up spending a bit of time in the national wrestling Alliance when they brought it back last year. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk to that experience a little bit? I mean, was there was there a bigger plan that was going on before the pandemic started? Uh, w- did you have any more involvement? Uh, I know you were involved in the TV title tournament to get that thing going, but uh, was there anything else in the future with the NWA for you? Because I know they brought in George South, and he worked with Colby. The Dawsons were there for a little while, but and that was, of course, you know, out of the studio in Georgia, which gave it that that great classic feel. Um, any any more development as far as your involvement there? Was there anything else planned for you for you being in the NWA?
3: As far as I know, yes, I know the last night the last match I had with her was with Caleb Conley, and uh, you know that's another name too that somebody sure. should have made a big was Caleb, very very talented. Um, we, we wrestled the Dawsons, and that was where I pinned. Uh, I think I pinned Zane or Dave. I can't remember. I had to come back and look at it because I've wrestled him so many times. Uh, But And I got the contract. You know, that night, Billy Corgan let me agent that match. Crimson was our agent, but he said, you know, CW, I want you to do it because I want ECW style match. And when I came in the back, he shook my hand and hugged me. He said, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Being a part of that locker room was like the closest I've gotten to ECW because everybody was there to help one another. You know, you had agents like Homicide, Crimson, Trevor Murdoch, Simon Diamond. Uh, We were all there. And, you know, they let me help out a little bit. Even when I wasn't even an agent, Crimson would grab me or uh, uh, Trevor Murdoch would grab me. And it's like, see, we got this going on. What do you think of this idea? They were just bouncing things off of me, which I loved. I respected that they would throw me in. and I loved the studio before we were wrestling that. It it really felt really old school. But there, I was... Thinking and hoping, by me getting that contract, there was going to be bigger plans for me down the road. And, um, of course, when COVID, nothing ever came about I'm hoping Billy brings it back to do something because I'm right there with him if he does. But it was a great place to wrestle, man. And Billy proved. You could put it on YouTube and it would sell. Fans were behind it. They were enjoying it.
2: You mentioned – I want to circle back to something you mentioned earlier about why you think that you never got – or why you know that you never got uh, a look at a a real run is because of your look. And we've seen now – and you brought it up that, that times have changed and, and people's ideas of, of what a wrestler should look like has changed. But to you in the business, what changed to the point where now you don't necessarily have to be that, that six, you know, four, you know, jacked guy. What changed?
3: I, personally, I don't know. I think uh, with, with Triple H taking over a lot and running, starting NXT and showing Vince that you, you don't have to be six foot four and, and, you know, 240, 250 pounds, nothing but muscle. Fans want to see professional wrestling. They want to be entertained. They want to be uh, – they want to enjoy the night – enjoy the show. And I think that was part of it because it was something different. Fans have gotten to see the same stuff night over – and night in and night out and seeing, you know, a guy like Kevin Owens who doesn't have the best look but is talented as hell and athletic, uh, seeing he can do all these things and just – Giving somebody a chance to prove that they can do it. That's the and, biggest thing. And if they fail and fall flat on their face, then they do. But most of these guys don't. And and you think do you think that
2: the amount of places to work now you mentioned YouTube, a lot of these places to work now are, you know, YouTube vehicles or social media vehicles. Do you think that creates more opportunities for people that that might be different. Like we just had, you know, like the, the bouncers on from Ring of Honor last uh, or, or Beer City Bruiser last week. You know, he's not your he's not your stereotypical six five. Do, do these kind of places create more opportunities for people that are a little outside the pro wrestling box?
3: Yeah, I do because I mean, look back. Let's go back to ECW. Vince, I mean not Vince, but Paul was a genius at taking. We were the land of the island of misfit toys, people that nobody else wanted, and making stars out of them. WCW didn't want me. Uh, You had Roadkill, Danny Dorn, Chris Chetty, Steve Carino, guys that didn't look like much. I mean, Sandman, if Sandman couldn't have got a run by his look, you know, he had come up with this great gimmick. Raven, he didn't thrive at WWE. He he blossomed, so to speak, at ECW with his gimmick. Uh, And now – fans are starving for wrestling. They, they got to see one show for so long in all these different islands with all these different talents of guys that don't look like professional wrestlers and that can actually are athletic and can actually wrestle. And it just creates more. Jack Victory told me a long time ago that the only way wrestling would ever survive is if it went back to territories. You know, everybody in their own little area had their own show and that's how it stayed because people get a different look at different things. Because nobody wants to see the same shit day in and day out. They want something different. They want to go to a place in Florida where you got guys 250, 260 that are, you know, that can wrestle their ass off and chain wrestle. Or if they want to see the WWE version, they can watch that. AEW is different. Impact's different. You got to so, give this, you know, that whole thing, variety is the spice of life. So it, it does sound like,
2: you know, this is uh, last for me. It, it does sound like you, you're keeping up with, with the, the current product, a
3: lot of it, correct? just based on that last little statement to some, to some extent I, I try to watch it some of the stuff I'm not a big fan of uh i, I, I you know big I, the AEW guys there's some talented people some of the stuff there some of the wrestling I'm not a big fan of you know I've grown up watching everybody you know wrestling evolves but it also proves that you still tell a story people are gonna buy into it they want to make people want to believe and when you're doing stuff, going through tables and moonsaults and getting right up and going into your next spot, what if somebody like me that can't really do all that crazy shit and goes out there and try to tell a story?
2: Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of people compare, like, I guess, uh, the Revival or whatever they're called now in AEW, um, to guys like Arn Anderson and Tony Blanchard. Do you see, and they still seem to have a place in, in a top spot in professional wrestling. Do, do you see that these guys are trying to keep the tradition alive?
3: They are trying, and a lot of times, if, if they, to me, if they would work or wrestle their style and make people wrestle their style, the matches would be a lot better. I mean, I, I know they're newer to a company, and sometimes you have to listen, listen to different people, but they got over wrestling their style at WWE. Their style still works because that was they were different. That's why they got over. They were different. You tag teams and nowadays want to flip and all that other other things. These guys were different. And I think if they stick to that and not try to wrestle other people's styles, yeah, it, it, will, it will still work. You
1: talk about your students before, um, and I don't know what your situation is now, but is, is going back into teaching or, or being in that role something that you would uh, be open to if somebody offered you that position?
3: To some extent. You know, I got uh, – there was a not so much a chance, but it was pitched to me at one time about teaching at a performance center. But you have to, you basically have to retire from wrestling. You can't wrestle. And at that time, I was, you know, working almost every weekend, solid. And I just didn't feel like it was time. I don't feel like it was time to retire. And you know, you mentioned something about my retiring and you know what my situation was now. But January 1st, I quote unquote, unretired. I can't, you know, I came back. I got a show in two weeks. My very first show is in Lincoln, North Carolina, in two weeks. I'm going down to Fort Lauderdale, March 18th. I uh, just got my, my fiance, who's my valet, Brittany Marie. She and I are going down to Fort Lauderdale, you know, in March 18th. So I stayed away from wrestling long enough and stayed away from social media to get my head right. Because, you know, if anybody follows me on Instagram or watches my testimony for my, I uh, give it my church tells a lot of it to where the night that I retired, I con- contemplated into my life. Um, because 27 years I was C.W. Anderson. I didn't know who the hell Chris Wright was, and I was, I was in a dark place. My life is not even close to that now. I have an amazing life right now, and I'm ready to get back to professional wrestling because George South told me one time, he said, you know, wrestling needs you to pass this along to these young guys. You know, you don't look like you're 50 years old. You don't wrestle like you're 50 years old. He said, you can still move and go, so why not do it until you just can't do it anymore? So I, I want to wrestle and I still teach some. Uh, there's a school I run a school down, well it's not formally I run it, but one of my students, Victor Andrews, and that's another one who's got got some talent that should make it, it's Victor Andrews. Um we there's a school down the road in about twenty minutes that we go and work out together and some of the guys come and train with me. So I I still would love to train, you know, if, if that day ever comes. But, you know, just training around here I'm I'm enjoying. But for right now, man, it's wrestling.
2: Does the love of the business ever go away?
3: No you know if you're in a good place in your life, no, it doesn't. When you're with and, and you know I can say this with whole lot, when you're with somebody that sucks the life out of you because they don't appreciate the business because when somebody can't stand that you're famous and I don't never gloated that people know who I am. I don't brag about me being CW Anderson. Uh, if people recognize me on Walmart, Hey, I'm grateful. Uh, the biggest thrill I get about it is when my nephews get to boast about it. When they talk about wrestling, that's the cool thing. Um, but the love never goes away. You're always going to love it. Even when I retired, I kind of, I still loved it and I hated it, but I had to get my head clear and, you know, it's something, it's a drug to me. Cause I, like, I don't smoke. I don't drink. Wrestling is my outlet. It lets me be another person. It lets me escape reality because you guys know being a grown up can sucks.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I'll-, <laughs> I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I look, you're look. Know, you're talking to a fifty year old guy who's got Groot on his wallpaper back on, on thing back here. I got the, the Captain America and Iron Man back here. <laughs> I play <laughs> video games. You know, I still, I collect video games. I got a Retron that plays NES, Sega Genesis. I got to have a Wii, an Xbox. My girl's got a Switch that we, she beats my ass at Mario Kart almost every night. So, you know. I I just. <laughs> it, it pisses me off to no end.
1: <laughs> I just hooked up uh, an N64 this afternoon. And it's got the WCW NWO Revenge cartridge in it.
3: We we have that we have we she has about fifty of those cartridges and that's one of them but we don't have the N64 but we got you know the old classic NES and I just picked up the Pro Wrestling NES game um I got Mike Tyson Starman. Punch Out yes Starman yes absolutely yep i might I might have an extra n sixty four laying around. I have to check on that if you do, I will definitely buy it from you and look again, I will notice i if you saw my latest t shirt design on my Instagram, it's my favorite game, Donkey Kong, with my Rottweiler as Donkey Kong and me as Mario and <laughs> my fiance brittany as as Peach oh, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> so as a huge video game guy, you were in both e c w video games. Uh, as oh my a po- God! As a yeah. po- I mean, look. I know. Look, I loved ECW, and I had Bolt. They were shit. The yeah, they were the sh- uh, the controls were shit. But being a playable character, I mean, that's pretty cool, no? Awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. You know, they made me. They made us sign our rights away, so we wouldn't ask for royalties or couldn't get royalties from the game. But it was just cool being in the game, even though my character if, if you've seen I posted, my character looked like you took my damn face and put it on your thumb and mashed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah God, it looked like I was shaped like a pear. <laughs> what the hell?
2: Pear of what? The, the, the fruit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What, what's uh, the game you're playing right now? Like, what's, what's the big game you're into right now?
3: Uh, Mario Kart 8 on Switch.
0: Nice,
3: yeah, nice. <gasps> yeah, Tell me, yeah. We have, there wasn't a
2: better we, game than Mario Kart on N64. We somewhere.
3: had that one, even though like I said we don't have the N64, we had that one, and we were playing uh, Mario Kart on our on the Wii, uh, playing a little bit of Donkey Kong, some Super Mario Brothers, um, and my buddy, my buddy. Preston Quinn, who's one of the Extreme Horsemen brothers, and he has his own retro gaming store up in uh, Gloucester, Virginia. They sell those games, and he sells, like, um, the action. He got a bunch of action figures. He get a bunch of stuff from Japan because I'm a Grimlock collector because Grimlock's my favorite Transformer, so I've gotten several Grimlocks from him because of it.
0: That's awesome. You know, the the retro gaming business has been hot. I mean, people have been home during the pandemic. It became impossible to find the old systems, not even – like the the new Xbox or the new PlayStation, like mm-hmm. stuff is scarce, and the prices. And they of-
3: they the prices. Like you said, the price, They're gouging. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I went to a flea market not too long ago, and they were selling the uh, Mike Tyson's punch out for like fifty bucks. Yeah, like, no.
0: why? Because he because he had a comeback. I mean, I don't. You
3: know, it was it was, they were I, it was the day that Mike fought Roy Jones. Yeah, really? that's when I went to get it. I was looking
0: probably picked the wrong day to try to pick that cartridge up
3: <laughs> i know right so I, I put it right back down and kept it moving
1: <laughs> wow 50 bucks is steep for yeah uh,
2: the the free yeah. market resellers you gotta you gotta watch out for it i guess now more than ever i guess so yeah that's like a 20 dollars cart probably at the most
0: well you know what it is like- the original Punch-Out had Tyson, but then they re-released it without him once they lost the licensing rights. So
3: mm-hmm. I got, I bought that the other day, too. The Super Punch-Out for, uh, what is it for? I got Super Nintendo. I got the Super Punch-Out, where you hey, play you the know, green character.
0: Yeah. I recently got a copy of the Wii version, and I was playing that. Oh, man, I suck at that version. I ruled it the Nintendo one, but the Wii, I'm horrible. Horrible.
3: I have to get that. I am. I don't have that one. I'm trying to. I've been. I'm playing the new. Well, not new, but the Wii version of Donkey Kong one. I've been playing that a lot.
0: On the um, you, on the Wii. Uh, So you subscribe on the Switch, then, so you get all the retro games included in that, yeah?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My my girl that's, has that stuff. Yeah. That's
0: the way to go. Twenty bucks, and you get access to like a hundred games for the year. It's, I it's know. Stuff.
3: A kid in the candy store like a
2: half hour in and we could have dived into video games a lot earlier <laughs> you could talk you can talk about this kind of stuff all night
3: yeah i'll tell you i need to record us playing mario kart because she's i thought you think i'm ruthless in the ring she's ruthless playing these damn games because she don't she don't take no slack she wears my ass out man and there's nothing i'm like ain't she gonna let me win she's like Your ass needs to get better
1: it's competi- you got to raise the bar, competition. Yeah, I can't play video uh, games with my wife because it's, no, no, yeah. it's not not good. She's a ball buster, and then I got an anger problem. and mm-hmm. My fucking, Several. my PS4 controller wouldn't sink last night, and I'm like, just throw the fucking thing in the garbage. And she's like, really? <laughs> really? She's like, go away. go for a walk. You need to calm down. I'm like, this yeah. shit's pissing yeah. me off. <laughs> and the rest of the night, she's like, you going to throw that in the garbage when you're done with it? Yeah. I'm like, leave me alone, woman.
3: Stewie would stay on Family Guy. How about taking a lap? (laughs) (laughs) Well, CW, it's
1: been an absolute pleasure. At ECW Anderson on the Twitter machine, and uh, give him a follow. Uh, He's got a he's he's back in business. He's tearing it up. Uh, A couple weeks he'll be uh, wrestling in North Carolina. You said, and then
3: North Carolina. Yep.
1: Do you know who's your opponent?
3: Adam James.
1: All right. All right. Um. At ECW Anderson, give him a follow. Uh, support him. Uh, one last question: ECW reunion. Who's the one guy you've never gotten to wrestle with that you would love to tangle with in the ring? Ooh.
3: Uh, past the present, I mean past. Like like going way back. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Benoit. Nice. Been I will
1: tell you this.
3: You know the uh, the first time I wrestled Tuco Scorpio, and I'll let you in know on this. He he put me over about you know how good I was. He said I've only had chemistry like this with two people ever in wrestling. He said Benoit and Guerrero. Wow,
1: that's high that's praise. An elite company.
3: Yeah, and Guerrero would be in another one too. Benoit and Guerrero. Yeah, they're my two I would love to get in the ring with.
1: That'd be something else to see. Uh, CW, anything else before we uh, we let you go? Uh, this was fantastic. Anything you want to tell the fans promote anything,
3: please. The floor is yours. Thank you. Uh, first, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. And I am sorry it took so long to get back to you, but as you know, I was taking a social media break to everybody that, you know, commented on, on the Facebook, the chats and is watching. Thank you so much. I hate, I had to retire and thank you for all the 20 some thousand messages I got. Um, and I, everyone, I hold dear, but I'm not done with this wrestling business. And I'm ready to get back, and I hope you still enjoy watching me wrestle because there will never be another retirement from me. I'm in a good place. I have a good woman, and I get to talk to guys like you on a nightly basis, which I thoroughly enjoy. It makes wrestling even more fun to be back in it. So, everybody, thank you 100% from the bottom of my heart.
0: Thank you, CW. Thanks for spending time with us tonight. And anytime
1: you want to come back on and and shoot the shit, chop it up, uh, promote anything, or just talk wrestling, you're more than welcome to, my friend.
3: Same here, man. You guys want me back on? We can talk about some other shit and tell stories.
1: Awesome, oh, we're all about it at uh, at ECW Anderson on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure you're following him. Check him out. Support him. Yep. Yeah, how do you do the thing? You do the fingers. I can't <laughs> do the thing Tupac, with the fingers.
3: Man. Tupac. Always. I can't. Tupac. Tupac. Like that. Yeah, you can do that, or you can flip. You know, it's just playing <laughs> around.
0: Something like this. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. There you go.
3: Exactly. Perfect. Just like that.
1: Ah, CW, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Enjoy the Thanks rest guys. of your night. We'll talk soon.
0: Have a good night, CW. Thank you.
3: Absolutely. Good night. Thank you, guys. CW, CW Anderson. Anderson. That was
1: a lot of fun. Completely. Guys. Here we he go.
2: Top
0: five. Yeah, there you go.
1: What?
2: Can Ooh, I just I tell mean... you how freaking lucky we are? That we could do something like talk to CW Anderson for God, well over almost an hour.
0: No, it's gotta be, you gotta do your yeah, left hand for the W. My, my left hand. hand? I mean, we're kind of yeah.
2: reversed in the. Oh, shit. Like,
0: and then, oh, ah, yeah. my fingers
2: just cracked. Stupid ass. When people are watching us on Facebook, are we reversed? No, I, I don't know.
0: No, because I can read my shirt. See, it says Hammerstone. We're not reversed. We're in like real time. So there's the. So what, does this look
2: like a WC or CW
0: to you? WC, no W not C, opposite of C. There okay. you go. That's uh, that looks like C. Oh boy!
1: What a rush! ah uh, what a rush we have so we got to talk aew we got to talk oh. kenta we got to talk man mlw uh impact's got no surrender coming up this week um that's right new japan's got some big shows uh Whoa. tony 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 guess what guess what What guess man? What? we oh, got no. picks this weekend son oh, god i don't even know what 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 nxt what? takeover vengeance bitch we're not doing this are we No, but we can go over a little bit of the card. Plus, and I don't want to miss it, it's on my notes and I printed things up. Unfortunately, Butch Reed passed away. So I want to talk a little bit about Butch Reed because I think uh, Hacksaw, Natural, whatever you want to call him, uh, definitely left a a, a stamp on all of us wrestling fans. Uh, But what what do we usually say? How does this go? Mm -hmm. I never do this.
2: What do we always say? Back after this.
0: We know you love shopping at Amazon. and We also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards.
3: Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil rea and the Portuguese man of war Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on rantemradio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TerranBurbleThrowbacks.com.
1: also listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack de platform us.
3: And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network.
0: Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? WLWstudios.com Home of the Midnight Jury Podcast Hosted by Midnight Mike And Calvin Brody
1: Also available on all major podcast platforms Via the Shining Wizards Network And join in the conversation on Twitter At Midnight Jury
2: Horns up This is Rock from Radioactive Metal Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron And myself Right here on the Shining Wizards Network, every Friday, for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. You spell it with
1: a K. Sorry, Take it easy. All right, gang. It's time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. We mentioned it earlier in the show, uh, but please, if you like this show and you're enjoying it, you should check out our Patreon because we are given bonus content. Last month in January, we gave you... Uh, The Wrestling Classic, and we did a profile on Louis Spicoli. February, we did a show profile on Guilty as Charged 1999, and the show profile, ah, you gotta wait and see. You gotta sign up to the Patreon, the $3 tier. And you'll get that. Plus, you'll get a monthly watch-along. Last month, me and my wife, who is not a wrestling fan, watched the Yokozuna Undertaker casket match. Tony's done Saturday Night's main events. Kevin has done WCW Cruiserweight Battle Royals. It is so much fun. And when you join the Patreon... Now, Tony, I apologize if I speak out of turn, but you get access to all this, no?
0: Every single episode now and all the way to the past. All of it is yours.
1: It's all for you. So it's extra content, and we're trying to give... More to those that support us. So it starts as little as $1 a month. $3, I think, is the best bet because you get the watch alongs and uh, we promote you. If you got a couple extra shekels, the 10 and the $20 tiers get you boxes of Wizardry, uh, minimum three months. And I sent those boxes out today, and uh, those people are going to be very happy with their contents. Uh, T shirts, DVDs, uh, exclusive pins from Extreme Collector, Violent Miracle. Beer koozies from cheap Shop parties, stickers from uh, Jedi Jack Yeti, uh, IVP video DVDs—all small businesses that support the wrestling community. We support them, and that's the stuff we give to you. Once in a while, you get a shitty WWE thing in there, but you know, whatever—it's the luck of the draw. Or maybe you get some cool TNA trading cards from like 2010. Right? That's cool. Who wants those? I do. Two thumbs up. <laughs> what well, I'm not going to lie. I get them, and I, o- I always open one pack because I want to see what we're giving away. And sometimes they're gems. I pulled a Matt Morgan autograph in one of the packs. That's awesome.
2: That's awesome.
1: Uh, so check it out over at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards, uh, not to be outflanked by her king, Mr. Manny Uh Danny and Anthony Russinello, the AOP of the SWP. Ryan Arthur, we're at elementary.com. It's a local brewery here in North Jersey. Uh, if you're looking to support local business, check out elementary.com. That's A-L-E-M-E-N-T-A-R-Y.com. Let's get that Shining Wizards Ale. That's right. Well, if he keeps trying to book uh, weird guests on the show, he, he's going to make it. He Wait, sent me. He's, he's booking guests He now? sent me a link to a dude that wrestles in Utah. His name is Tombstone, Tombstone Jesus. Yo. I'm, I'm Nick, already on it. I'm already on it.
2: Nick Stapp, a.k.a. CPA, the formerly, formerly known as CPA, posted something about
1: Tombstone Jesus. I am all aboard on Tombstone Jesus. So props to Ryan Arthur for sending that my way. I think he sent it yesterday. Uh, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Brett Simonello. What do
0: you hear? What do you say?
1: Uh, Kate, oh, excuse me, my apologies, Catherine Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. Yes, Catherine, Kevin. That's her shoot name. Um, she's over at OnDeckIC.com. She's also part of the Wednesday Night Show, and she does a podcast with Kevin Gill, What's Good Pro Wrestling. Check that out. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K. J. Ka- G. What is this, uh, Catherine? Maddie on? Mellinger. Uh, Christine Friesendorf. Uh, Mark Parloni. Mark, happy birthday, as always. Happy birthday. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, Mr. Scott Drinkmore, uh, he's in the uh, Facebook chat, I think, chatting it up. Uh, sure. He's our he's the Yoshi expert, uh, and he has his finger on the pulse of this AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament. Uh, Jay Cop, the big cop of pump over at the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, the only reason to check out that show.
0: Ichiban Jay Cop,
1: uh, Thomas Cops the Mott Spock, uh, Michael Hammond. David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, Matthew Birch, the true prince of pro, over on the Twitter machine. Give him a follow. Great supporter. Long-time supporter. Uh, Bergman, he's the LeBron James uh, won, of Mattel elite figure collecting.
0: Bergman, and he chopping it up in the Facebook, too.
1: He got his uh, his Manscaped package today with the Kenny Omega figure from us. So uh, thank you for that, Bergman. Uh, Carrie Cowling, she's new to the Patreon, she's a supporter, Uh, and uh, my man Ryan Schlong, that's right, Ryan Schlong, he's a supporter of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, Uh, and last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr.
0: Lives
2: are gonna be in William Mercier's hands, you know
0: what I mean. Uh, you started a firestorm in the Facebook chat. Everyone's bothering Kate, asking her if her name is Catherine. Catherine. If you're in the Discord, you know all about Catherine. Get on the Discord, people. Follow our link on the social medias. Follow us, click the link, join the Discord. We've got a great community of people. Yeah. Uh, we got a spoiler channel. We got every promotion channel. We got a Joshi channel. You guys we- have a spoiler channel? I mean, we have a spoiler channel. We also have a DDPY channel. And I got me some jack straps, and I tried them out for the first time today, and I got to fuck with them a little bit more, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. And we got a cat, ladies and gentlemen. First Nelly
2: appearance of the night. Uh, Yeah, shout out to the new Patreon supporters. Uh, Carrie Calling is someone who I know from the, you know, the Major Mark group, uh, the Patreon group. So she got on board with us. Kevin dropping names. Now she's uh, support. No, it's it's not a name drop. It's just a group that I'm in, and she she reached out she's a crossover from them to us and that's it's 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 making it's making friends baby that's all that's what it's all about and now she's a patreon supporter so thank you
1: well you know what carrie if you have a man in your life valentine's day is coming up you you want to get him something nice no 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 you don't you don't want to get your man something nice for valentine's day all right keep going no, you don't want to go over to manscaped.com and use the code word wizards and save 20% out at checkout. I would
0: love to go to manscaped.com and use the code wizards for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. What can I get at Manscaped?
1: Well, Tony, let me tell you. They got the Lawn Mower 3.0.
0: Ooh, is that the one with skin safe technology with 900 RPMs for speed and a 90-minute battery charge?
1: It is. And it's got a little light on it. Right? So you can see. You could do it in the dark. You could do it in the shower. It's waterproof.
0: Shine. Right? You don't have to
1: worry about nicking a nut. Ooh.
0: Nicking a nut. You don't got to worry about
1: nut. the blades eating up your ball sack.
0: <laughs>
1: right? Nobody wants a set of bloody balls. No. And, the, and the lawnmower 3.0 gives you. The, the peace of mind to know that when you stick this blade in your man region, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about your skin getting caught up. You don't have to worry about getting cuts on your dick and your balls, or your butthole. Because this reed says you could use it on your butthole if you want.
0: Of course you can. But I, Matt, let me ask you a question. Yes. I can't stick the lawnmower three point to clear those nasty ear hairs out or those long nostril hairs. Do they have anything that I could use for that?
1: Maybe. They do. (laughs) They do. I just forget the name of it, Tony. The Weed Whacker. (laughs) The Weed Whacker. I have a Weed Whacker.
0: The Weed Whacker. I have one, too. I love it.
1: (laughs) The Weed Whacker's fantastic. Gets up in your nose, gets in your ears, doesn't make any sound. My wife was watching me do it the other night. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm Weed Whacking. She's like, it's not making any sound. I know. I know. That's the purpose. The purpose of it. Worked all day yesterday. I wore my work boots to work because I had to shovel snow before I left. Came home, took a shower, sat down in my chair to watch the Super Bowl. S-s-s-s-s-s-s-s-s. Little foot duster. My feet smelled like roses. Nice. Roses. The foot duster's great. The Shears kit is fantastic. You know, cut your Martin. fingernails. You got to cut your feet nails. The Shears kit is great. You got the ball reviver, the ball deodorant. The body wash, the hair wash, it's fantastic.
0: Crop mops, baby! Digging this out of the soup. I weapon my balls, it's smelling like soup. Not anymore. I Thanks got, to landscape.
1: I got crop mops fucking falling out of my ears, bro.
0: For days, bro. I make that shit rain.
1: Holy, I don't know. I hope it's a hot summer so I could use them motherfuckers.
0: Bro, the cologne. The cologne is fucking on point. Love that shit. Love it all. Yes, Kate feet nails that's exactly what he said fingernails and feet nails
1: it's feet nails right (laughs) i i know they're toenails but they're also feet nails they're your feet and there's nails there so you don't call these
0: hand nails i mean that's what jesus had right (laughs) (laughs) well technically jesus also had feet nails i guess too right Those are more like ankle nails, right? Feet nails. And look, it's not
1: too soon, okay? If you go to manscaped.com, put that code word wizards in. uh, Free shipping, 20% off. Maybe you get it in time for Valentine's. If not, you could be like a 12-year-old girl who celebrates her goddamn birthday all fucking month, and you could give it as an extended Valentine's Day gift um, and and tell them, you know, shave your balls, you can stick it in my balloon knot. I don't care.
0: But don't forget, if you miss Valentine's Day, March 14th is Steak and BJ Day. What better present for a BJ than to shave your nuts?
1: There you go. Steak and BJ Day.
2: You never heard of this? Tell me that's not – did they send that to us? Or is that just you
0: going off (laughs) the rails? That's next month's copy. I got got (laughs) it. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right.
1: So go to Manscaped.com, use the code word WIZARDS, save 20% at checkout, and get free shipping. Your balls and your partner will thank you because you want to have clean – you want to have stinky balls. You'll be good. Put your balls in our
2: court. Use code WIZARDS. Save 20% in free shipping.
1: There it is. All right. That's how you do it. C.W. Anderson had a great time on the show. Good. Um,
0: We had a great time having him. That was an awesome interview.
1: Be sure to follow him at ECW Anderson on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, He's getting back in the wrestling business, so that's cool. We got a little dark there with some topics, but uh, overall it was fun. I'm glad he didn't kill himself because that was – You know, he kind of just dropped that on you after talking to him for 40
2: minutes. Wait, wait. I missed that part. He said he wanted to kill himself? Yep.
0: And then he said he had to go walk his dog. Um, He also said he wanted to kill Mike Awesome, so, you know.
2: No, no, no. He didn't say that. He said he just wished that he would
1: be gone, right? Well, you have to listen back to the interview. If you missed it, download that shit. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Amazon. What are we? Amazon. What else are we on? What else? I are on? Radio. Everywhere.
0: Google. Google Play. Amazon's and yeah, we're everywhere.
1: <laughs> Matt chewing cat away. Nelly out. is like relentless, man. Tonight, she's being weird. I'm telling you, it's something about podcasts that just flock cats to it. Stay away. She wants. To, the problem is, she wants to lay over everything. There's a lot going on here. I can't have her laying all over everything. Johnny was in wrestling podcasts. All right, so huge, huge week in wrestling. Right, we come out of the Royal Rumble last week. We're all like f- fucking frazzled. We're to who's going to Royal Rumble, who's going to WrestleMania, what's going on at the Elimination Chamber. Edge is on Raw. He's on NXT. He's on SmackDown. That's fucking true. our brains are exploding. It's Beach Break on AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Shaq. Oh my God, Crazy Town USA. Right,
2: that's it. Then the, the, guy.
1: the coup de grace, the greatest thing I've ever seen happen. Uh-oh. One of the, I was so excited for this. My heart is just full of joy for this. Kenta shows up at the end of AEW Dynamite. The seeds are planted. The backstage promo after with Kenny Omega, where he's mentioning switchblade. Jay White. Kent telling him to fuck off. I'm not your friend. Tamatanga saying that's the fake bullet club in America. This is the real bullet club in Japan. So many things are happening. I can't wait to see the results of this. Uh, Dave Meltzer has confirmed that this is the beginning of a working relationship between New Japan and AEW. What do you guys think?
2: Wow. See, Tony, I'll let you go first because Matt just kind of answered my, my question to him.
0: Um, oh, all right.
2: Or, oh, I can go first. I don't care.
0: Is it cool? Yes, is it amazing? Yes, However, oh, here we
2: however,
1: go.
0: Here we go.
2: what what are you gonna shit on about this, Tony? Go ahead.
0: I don't know how many people It's fine Need to die. It's great. It's fantastic <laughs> It's wonderful.
2: No, go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. I'm I'm legit sorry. Go ahead. No, Tony, I'm legit sorry. Go ahead, please. Because you you might have a great point to make that I didn't think about.
0: Who, aside from people watching AEW, are going to give a fuck about Kenta showing up? And I think that's the ultimate problem with AEW. They bring in somebody like Kenta. You, me, we all watch New Japan. We know who Kenta is. We know the story. We know John Moxley is the New Japan United States champion. They drop 15,000 facts on us in the span of 10 seconds. And you think like somebody who's just tuning around going, holy shit, that's Kenta, and he's got history and this and that. It's like, aside from people that are already watching, who really cares? And I think that's the problem. They're doing shit that nobody else cares about. More people probably care about Shaq wrestling On fucking TNT than they do about Kenta showing up to to deal with John Moxley. Am I wrong? For somebody like us, yes. Kenta being there is great. Working with impact is is gonna lead to something. Doing all these other things, fantastic for wrestling. But outside of the AEW bubble, who fucking cares? And I think that's the problem with AEW. They're just kind of in this spot, all right not moving.
2: Well, my my question to you is this then. Either, I mean, this is awesome, by the way, because let's let's be clear that there are certain people that do watch New Japan that don't watch AEW. There's got to be an audience there. There's got to be an audience that watches Impact that doesn't watch AEW. There's got to be an audience there. So outside of becoming WWE, like, what do we expect them to do? Like, this is a great move. So what, like, what? I, my question is uh, to respond to you is, what more could you ask for them? They clearly know what their target their target audience is. It's a demographic of eighteen to thirty five. They want that. This is different. Well, for the most part, I'm not saying AEW as a whole is different. I'm saying this is different. So other than doing this, what other moves are left to do? You basically just said Shaq and Kenta in the same sentence. So clearly they're doing both.
0: I just don't know how this grows AEW. Has Be, AEW really grown in the past year and a half?
1: Well, it's. I think that's hard to judge because of the current state of the world. Has, no, I, it, has WWE yeah, grown? Yeah. Has New Japan grown? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. You know, you can't tell because they're doing their shows in Jacksonville. If anything, you know, if anything some of them have regressed. Um. You know, shows are in Jacksonville. They can only fit a couple thousand people there, you know? And the shows are always in Jacksonville, you know? I said it before when we started the show. Like, I just got my money back for the Nork shows because I don't know when that show's coming. They rescheduled it twice already, and I know it's set for September. When that bridge comes, of course, the place is going to be fucking packed because people cannot wait. Every AEW, WWE, MLW, ring of... Fans are fucking dying to go to wrestling shows. And you're going to see WrestleMania is probably going to be a very expensive ticket because they're only going to, you know, the Super Bowl was successful. They had 22,000 people there last night. Uh, They're going to have, you know, Triple H and company have said they're going to have people there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a good start. I mean, what's what is your definition of growth, though, Tony? Like, what are we looking for here?
0: looking for something to bring in more people to say like hey like like bringing all these other promotions is great but if they're not if they're not bringing people in doing it then what's the point um shit the other thing was and i can't fucking think of what it was i just had a fucking good point then you blew me you threw me off with that fucking with that follow-up question shit fuck i'll come back to it anyway go ahead
2: it's just, I mean, what, what, what business truly grows? Like, what, what do they say about if you open a business? You don't expect to make money uh, in, in less than, like, three years or something like that. AEW has secured a, a contract extension with TNT. They've they, their, their audience may fluctuate by the 100000 every week. So maybe that hasn't grown. So that's a point, I guess, to what you were saying. Wait, what can they do? No, no,
0: stop, stop, stop. Here's the other point. They bring Kenta in. Why is it that we got to get caught up to speed in like 10 seconds on Kenta?
2: To your point that not many people, some people might not know who he is.
0: So then why, like, why are we doing this then? Some people might, not all. It's just weird. Like there's, there's no background. Like all of a sudden it's like, Oh, John Moxley AEW World Champion? No, uh, New Japan United States Champion. People, what? No, All what? Right.
2: So, so let me ask you this, Tony. What What is the negative? It might not be a positive, but what is the negative?
0: The negative is like you just drop this fucking story in with like nothing to back it up. It's just like, "Oh, Kent is here cuz he wants this title that we don't even know John Moxley has." You
2: but again they- to but again oh. to your point, if people are already watching, they know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listen, Tony. I get it. I, you're, you're right. You're not. You're not wrong at all. And in, in terms of growth, but what? This is a great thing to me. If, if what Matt said is 100 true, and Meltzer confirmed it, that if this is the beginning of a relationship with New Japan and and AEW, and you still have impact in the mix. There's audiences to be had here, I think. I mean, Matt, am I, my, am I, am I crazy here? Or, no, or I don't think, think.
1: I don't think you're crazy at all. First of all, Kenta has name recognition in the internet wrestling community, and that's the fan base that AEW is aiming for. They're aiming for the old Ring of Honor fans, yeah, who long for the days of the Daniel Bryan's, the Seth Rollins, um, the Samoa Joes, the CM Punks. All right, Kenta made his name from there. Don't forget, Kento is in NXT, too. Yep. All right, and just because you called him Hideo Itami doesn't mean people didn't know who he was. Uh, the the AEW fan base and the NXT fan base, I think they're the same people. The same people watch both shows. Yeah. All right? And they just pick and choose when they want to watch it. Sure. You don't, you know, unless you have, like, a two-TV setup or you're doing a computer <laughs> and a regular TV, like, you can yeah. watch both at the same time. But even then, I don't know how closely you're paying attention. Uh, thirdly in this day and age with social media, um, I mean, Wednesday night we did the show and in an hour and a half after they dropped this Kenny Omega Kenta thing backstage, it's already at 2.3, uh, you know, 23,000 views or something ridiculous. Like an hour and a half after the show, people are watching, people are in tune with what's going on in social media. I say it all the time. I don't watch raw. But yeah. if I see a clip on social media, I'm not gonna I won't invest the three hours to watch all. but I'll watch the clip. Um now, does that translate into more people tuning in next week? Maybe Kent is gonna wrestle on AEW. Uh Wednesday night on Dynamite, you had an uh an NWA contracted person wrestle, Thunder Rosa. You had uh Impact's tag team champions were on your show, the Good Brothers. You had a New Japan uh contracted wrestler on your show. Uh, I mean it's a home run they're they're doing they're they're setting out I think to change the way the wrestling business works uh and to c w Anderson's point, you know it I'm not saying we will ever see a territory system, but this might be a sample size of it yeah. uh you know you don't have to move six guys, you don't have to do an invasion like taking private party and making them the tag team that's going to impact is awesome because yeah. they're not doing anything in AEW and it gives them the rub and they get to work with the tag team champions and impact and they get to work with James storm and Chris Saban and they're involved over there. And they have Matt Hardy with them. If that makes sense. Kenta, John Moxley thing. We saw the Moxley video at wrestle kingdom. We saw Moxley attack him on the new Japan show, uh, the new Japan strong show two weeks ago. This stuff has been set up months ago cause they can't tape in Los Angeles. So this is all tape stuff. Yeah, and I love I love the point that you just made, Matt, where like they
2: might be looking to change how things are done. And once NWA started, that to me like triggered and we actually talked about this a while, the three of us, that the territory system is not completely obsolete. It's it, it could happen again with social media and I think it's I think it's been happening for a while. Um so to me there's no There's absolutely no negative. Did you hear the reaction that Kenta got when he showed up? Like, even though there was like a thousand people there, you could hear him, and it was pretty damn cool. So this is, to me, there's no downside to this for us. Now to Tony's point, will they break a million views next week? I don't know. Probably not. But to me, there's still absolutely no downside whatsoever. And it's, it's just cool to see as a fan. So, and Tony, there, there's something to be said for keeping the fans that you already have interested it in, to keep to, to watch every week.
0: My my only concern and history shows anytime promotions start to work together, never works out. Now I know it's different. Territory system's gone. Everybody's got national TV or can be accessed pretty much around the world at this point. All right but ultimately the problem is if i'm an impact fan i like to watch impact i like the talent that's there
2: oh yeah i like the
0: guys that's there i like their production i like the way they do things maybe i don't like aew maybe i'm pissed off that private party is now all of a sudden showing up on my show i don't want to watch aew that's why i watch impact now aew is on impact you know, all right. I mean, that, and I'm that's not the- saying I'm not saying people are going to tune out because Kenta shows up because a lot of people have been showing up on AEW because they're a growing company and they're trying to bring in talent. And I get that. And that's important. and They want to build these guys up. But if I'm but if that's what I like and now all of a sudden these people are showing up, it's like, I don't want to watch it anymore. It's kind of like it's kind of like WCW showing up on Raw. It's like, all right, great. I, I like WWF. I don't like WCW. Why are these guys on my TV all of a sudden? You know?
2: That's 100% a fair point because sometimes you watch the other show because it doesn't have anything to do with the yeah, other ones. Yeah, it's got
0: nothing to do with my opinion of AEW, Impact, Ring of right. Honor, nothing, but if I, like, if, if Ring of Honor is my bowl of soup, yeah, I yeah. don't want the AEW crackers in my soup. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, Tony, that's a point that I didn't think of. Sometimes you just watch the show because you like the show the way it is.
0: Yeah. Like Matt's porridge has plenty of spoons and I'm sure oh. every promotion's got a spoon. That's almost right. Right. Oh, almost
1: every that. promotion. What? Almost every
0: promotion. All right. Well, fine. We'll leave a couple of them out. We know you don't like AEW. Um <laughs> <laughs> but maybe Tony just likes to have a little MLW spoon in here, which maybe fucking God in the knows why. Out. Who knows why
1: you want that spoon in your fucking porridge? It's like putting a fucking lemon in a cup of tea with milk in it. Jesus Christ!
0: Look at how many people disappeared when WCW disappeared. Millions of wrestling fans just fucking stopped watching.
1: There's been a lot of debunking of that too, though. I'll I don't get not necessarily
0: debunking, but let's look at numbers let's look at numbers even five years later as opposed to what they were in 2000 even 99 or 98 when the fucking business was super hot.
1: yeah because people grew out of it they grew out of the you know I grew out of it I stopped watching wrestling yeah see I, and Matt that's an, that's another great point
2: is that if you like a show because it's not the other shows at some point you might get tired of watching that show right and look. Like, people people no, so love I, oh sorry, Kev. No, no, it, it's fine. And like like everyone knows like if you watch like an episodic sitcom, the later seasons tend to fall off. So if you're watching like a wrestling show and you may love it and you may watch that because that's your show, they may run the risk of losing you at some point because it's the only thing you watch. And once you get tired of that show you might move on. So why not incorporate a new story into said show like an AEW uh, influx or, a, you know, a New Japan influx to AEW? It's just being creative. It's just pushing the envelope. It's just doing something new to make sure that the people that you have in, in
0: ensconched in your show don't leave because that well, happens. That, all right. Well, then let me ask you this. Oh, lay it on me, big boy. Do you think that this is too much at once? No. No. I don't, really?
1: I don't think so. If you... Impact's r- ratings are up. They're getting more viewers. Um, I think this New Japan move with Kenta may also be a business move because the Roku channel starts this Thursday.
3: I so saw I'm that. I'm sure that's going to be put I, I,
1: over uh, Wednesday night on Dynamite, which is not a bad thing. And using Kenta, it, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Uh, right. Using Kenta to to transition people into checking it out is not a bad move. Uh, what is too like? What is too much? I'm sorry. The days of just two wrestling companies are gone. Like I yeah. don't know anyone who just watches one product. I'm sure there's people out there. But I don't know one wrestling fan that just watches WWE or AEW or New
0: Japan. I don't. Take a look at a guy like C.W. Anderson. He's a guy that's into old school wrestling. Something like N.W.A., probably in his wheelhouse. Right. Probably in his wheelhouse. He said he's not crazy about AEW.
1: But he didn't say he didn't watch AEW.
0: I mean, that's a fair point.
1: So, like, look, I'm not crazy about the WWE product, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, Edge is a bad wrestler. The prospect of Edge versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania is not interesting.
0: Is that where they're going? They they have yet to WWE. say where
1: they're going. He's And to Edge's credit, he came out. He said, if I'm coming back, I'm not coming back as a part-timer. I will be there every week. And he was on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown this week, and he still didn't give an answer.
0: Man, you think you know him. Jesus! God, I love those jack straps. Look at this. I, I feel like a fucking beef castle wearing my Hammerstone shirt tonight.
1: Look, there's, you know, we all do it. We fantasy book, right? This is a time when maybe we don't have to. Those fantasy bookings become a reality. And if the story is told right, a loss is not going to cripple said competitor who works for AEW if he loses an impact or okay. this guy loses in New Japan he can't come back to the states now like
0: if it's done right then we're good fantasy booking you raise a good point is private party versus the good brothers something that you had on your fantasy to-do list no that's that's, that's not yeah that's not a fair question I, it was i asked it and he gave me a fair answer but Private Party
1: is not doing anything in AEW, right? Yeah, for the most part. They, and they're, the they're impact the hard... and the impact tag division is desperately in need of tag teams, right? The North is gone.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: the Motor City Machine Guns uh, are fractured right now, and they're bringing in James Storm as a holding piece, right? Yeah. And and Triple XL have... is a tag team. Fala and TJP aren't a tag team anymore. The Rascals uh, are gone. The Rascals are yeah. So like. And you bring them in with Matt Hardy. It's not like Just Private Party showed up. Matt Hardy, who has a storied history in
0: yeah.
1: Impact. It makes sense. Yeah, that's a solid move. I mean, it, it may not be a needle-moving
2: move, but it's a solid move, and it does the job, and it it gives you a match that you've... Well, it might not be a dream match for those who've never really you know, watched a whole lot of Private Party. It's still... Private Party versus the Good Brothers is a good match on paper.
1: Sure, and then what if they pull the trigger and they have James Storm and Chris Sabin beat the Good Brothers tomorrow night on Impact, then Private Party beats them for the tag titles, and the Good Brothers said, those are our titles, you never beat us for it, now we have a match at Revolution, and the Good yeah. Brothers win back their Impact titles. Jesus Christ, with your fan... Oh my God, you just blew my mind. There's, there's just so many... The possibility... And look, again, it's not... You asked before if it was too much. It's not, because it's not... Private Party, Joey Janela, Kip Sabin, and uh, fucking... Yeah, I just had needles in my back when you just mentioned Kip You know, Britt Baker. They're not all showing up at Impact, right? It's We're taking yeah. this tag team and Matt Hardy, and they're here. We're taking the Good Brothers. They're on AEW. Kenta is from New Japan. He's here.
0: You fucking just, you just shot 17 different things that came back into my head about fucking Dynamite this week.
2: Name nine of them. Do it, baby. Uh, (laughs) Can you beat that, Tony? Can you beat that? Who could, Matt, let's play, who, who, can you beat that? Can we name nine of the things that Tony just
0: thought about impact Miro could be the smartest man on the fucking roster, except the dummy didn't check the cake. Always check the fucking cake, stupid. I didn't think about the cake. Because
2: I didn't realize that it was a cake on top of a cake. It's like putting it's, a hat on
0: a hat. Why do you have a cake on a cake?
2: Got cake? smashed in, which they didn't even show, by the way. What getting like, smashed? They, like cake? they missed that shot completely. That's a whole. That's a whole different ball game. I, I don't want to dive into
0: that segment because that segment pissed me off.
1: Well, every I'm wrestling sure. wedding is terrible. That was an awful
0: segment. Um, rankings. Serena Deeb is the number one ranked woman, isn't she?
1: And what I really can I punch out of rankings talk? Can I go get another drink? Because I do this every Wednesday night with the rankings. Yes, you can.
0: No, 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 I'll, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll entertain Tony all day. My question is only why are we doing a tournament when you have the number one contender? That's the only thing I care about. The,
1: look, the rankings are the rankings that doesn't necessarily make her the number one
0: contender. Right. I didn't want to bring it up. Uh, you're right. You it's did bring it up, I, though. I, I know. But because it was one of the 17 things Matt. that got triggered in my head. I'm being oh cute. another question this with him how the fuck does Joey him. Janela get a he's title him. match on Wednesday how does this happen how because he's a bad boy Matt can't even answer it he quit the he's show a bad boy.
1: I can no, answer it I
0: told him because I wanted it. oh Maybe. all right Matt's back Matt's I,
1: I didn't leave yet Darby Allen said that he wanted to give the match to Joey
0: fuck off fucking Darby come on Darby Come All right, on. Now, now I'm gonna go get
1: a drink so you can file any other complaints with Kevin. This... <laughs> All right. So T Dunk, let me pick your brain real quick.
0: First of all, when you said I, Serena, I don't want to spend an hour talking about AEW. I feel like we do it every week and it's the same nonsense. How how long do you think Matt's gonna be? Oh, gone? he'll be gone for like four minutes because he doesn't give a
2: fuck. He talks. Yeah, about we AEW. Don't have to talk about it for an hour. I just want to let you know when you said Serena Deeb, I thought you meant Selena De la Renta. and I'm like, what rankings are we talking about? Oh,
0: we got, we got, we gotta fucking talk MLW. I want to fly through that though because I could fucking spend three hours probably dissecting that show.
2: Tony, what was your favorite part of the CW Anderson interview?
0: All of it. It
2: was all good, right?
0: All of it. He was fucking amazing. That was amazing.
2: probably, I joke about top five, but the, the bombs that he dropped and, and, and the stuff like that was pretty out, as you, as you would say, or, or as your boy would say, outlandish.
0: But, and the thing is, like he said, he wants to come back and tell stories. Anytime any of our guests want to come back and tell us stories, I'm, I'm down, dude. I love story Absolutely. time. I all love right, so- story time. Let's
2: dive into AEW because Matt does it enough on his on the post game show with Catherine. I guess is what we're calling her now, and uh, Ant and money. Did, Ooh, anything... you Did Kevin just burp. Did Kevin just Dude,
0: burp? <laughs>
2: I discovered a new. I discovered a new beverage. I, I wolf yet it. I wolf yetted it. Up. wait, What? Wait. What's I the what's new, new beverage? beverage? It's a truly hard seltzer, but it's a truly hard like iced tea seltzer. So it has, it's seltzer. No, no, it's incredible. It's sounds seltzer, terrible. same nutritional products, only, you know, like one gram of sugar, 1% sugar, but it has a hint of tea in it. So it's like twisted tea, but no sugar. Ugh. So it it's horrible. absolutely no no calories. It's incredible. And Matt's coming back. He's like, So hold
1: else? on, hold on. You want had this laundry list of bullshit you wanted to talk about. And AEW, I went downstairs, I got a drink, and you're talking about drinks no
0: sugar in them when I come yeah, back because c- I decided I I yeah. don't want to talk about AEW, dude. We could fucking spend an hour. of yeah, lost we, our I know. Train. Matt loves spending five hours talking about a two-hour show on Wednesdays, so I'll save that for him. Yeah, we kind of we kind of lost our train of thought. Okay, fair enough. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, I like AEW. I I enjoy I enjoy being the elite a lot, a lot, except for the Good Brothers stuff. This week they were fucking way over the line, dude. It was bad. Fucking real bad. Hey, hey you're going to fuck my grandmother? Get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with says, you? Says
1: says the guy mm-hmm. who said some pretty outlandish shit on the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, but people come here and they expect that. I'm watching Be the Elite. You know what's nice? You know what's nice? Chris Statlander. She was singing a nice song. She he was, was singing asleep. A nice song to Orange orange cast i know because she's dumb because she's an alien she doesn't understand
1: oh so what now you're just, saying aliens like, are god, dumb this is how
0: we'll never get she's this dumb is, this is how we'll not oh my god what Do you want to oh we can't yes put the girl from this is how, how we'll... this, is... Off.
1: this is how we'll never get a guest from aew because tony thinks aliens are dumb that's the dumbest yeah, thing that, i've ever exactly heard
0: That's exactly why we don't get guests from aew matt can we write this down this is at two hours and what eight I minutes mean, doesn't help have you listened to Not the show, Kevin?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Most of the know. shit on this show doesn't help know.
0: us, dude. It was really funny. They half the guys were giving uh, Valentine's cards to Wardlow.
1: Half all of them <laughs> did, except for five.
0: And five gave his to fucking to Adam Page, and that fucker Matt Hardy ruined it for him.
1: Well, at five got he got the uh, he saw the stars when he was looking at Adam Page. He couldn't. Uh,
0: Find the words to say. You know I want to like, give you this card. You know what the best was? He turns out. He turns on him on the way out. He's like, "Oh, by the way, fuck off." Fuck and off. And they just kind of looked at each other, dude. Good shit. And Marco Stunt. <laughs> yo, my man's got some fucking anger problems. That sounds, little fucker was yelling a lot.
1: Sounds like you when Kevin does his top five list. <laughs> Speaking of, why don't we just get right in? No, 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 no. We're not getting right into it. We still got to talk about MLW.
0: We got a lot to talk about.
1: Being the elite was right. fun. I liked yeah. the sophomoric hijinks of the Good Brothers. Although the first, the first Short segment, uh, the first segment was a bit much. The other one in the hallway where Luke Gallows starts talking and Carl Anderson just is like, "I have to leave because I'm breaking. I'm laughing too hard." I thought that was funny.
0: Yeah. If the good Brothers never appeared on Be the Elite again, I'd be a very happy Tony. So there you go. All right, what else we got? Come on, spoons in the porch. What What
1: else we got? Oh, the WWE released Lars Sullivan and Steve Cutler. That's right. They gone. Okay. Uh, Rumor is, now I don't know, I can't confirm or deny this, but the rumor going around is Vince was heated because Steve Cutler was at a New Year's Eve party, and then him and his girlfriend – uh impact women's champion diana perazu both got covid so god damn it now i don't think that's why he got released but who knows in covid age whatever uh but i think uh lars sullivan said he's done with wrestling
0: it's a wrap i thought he said i thought the story was that he quit it wasn't exactly clear I think it was one of those situations where he's like, I'm done. And they're like, Yeah, right, go ahead. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. One way or the other, he was granted his release. He gone. Like
0: Whatever. Whatever.
2: He gone. Yeah, Steve, Cutler, Steve Cutler, I can't imagine it's because of that, but it's probably just because there might be. I've, I've also read rumors and innuendo that more cuts are coming anyway. So,
0: I'm surprised that they time of year. More, I'm surprised they didn't give Lars Sullivan a Mr. Garrison gimmick. Who? No. A Mr. Hat. No, no. I'm just going to let
1: that one. Crash into a mountain. Go ahead. All right.
0: The people who know, know. <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh, WWE Network continues to put out uh, excellent content. They did an APA Untold story.
0: They're a fucking whore they put out.
1: Uh, and they're going to be releasing Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions with Sasha Banks uh, after the Illumination Chamber. So if you're into those shows. I watched the APA Untold last night. It was pretty good. I didn't get a chance to see it yet.
2: Oh, they did an Untold. I just thought they released the
1: best of. No, it wasn't untold. Ooh. Uh, they are saying that Cesaro has either signed or verbally agreed to a new WWE contract.
0: Five years. I thought that's what I had heard. I could be mistaken.
1: Uh, I don't have a number here.
0: That's all right. He resigned. So that's all. That's all you yes, need. All that's that all, all the people need to know.
1: Uh, and they have apparently signed the oh, that big f- dude. former football player Parker Bordeaux. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. Probably. He looks like a baby Brock Lesnar.
2: I saw a picture circulating of him with, I don't know if this was on NXT or not, of him, him Scarlett? with Eve.
1: Oh, Eve, no, that's Eve. right, yeah. I don't know what that's
2: from. That I don't know if that was on NXT this past Wednesday or not, but dude, that dude, I don't say what you want about his resemblance to Brock Lesnar. I don't care if Brock Lesnar never existed. I've never seen this guy work, but that dude's going to be a freaking star. Probably. And with Eve with him, if that's the case, uh, she should have been a star a long time ago, despite her, maybe not a wrestling star, but she should have been a star a long time ago. And that's going to that's gonna be money.
1: Nelly, where are you going?
2: Yeah, Nelly.
0: Hey, Nelly, what the fuck?
1: Well, she climbed the cat tree, and now she's on top of the cat gate that separates, that prevents her from leaving. And she... To let her leave. So, I'm not getting up. She can get if she can get over, she can get back in. That's it. So wait, she jumped over the cat tree. No, she's the cat right tree? now. She's standing on top of the the baby gate now. Hmm. It's riveting stuff. It's riveting stuff here. Flexible yep. Nelly. Sorry. Yeah. Don't let fun. her. Don't let her portly uh, figure fool you. She can jump. She's got that portly figure. Portly figure. Uh, no figure. surrenders this weekend for Impact Wrestling. Their Impact special uh, and tomorrow night is a jam packed show of Impact Wrestling. They announced Trey Miguel, Josh Alexander, Willie Mack, and Suicide against Chris Bay, Ace, Austin, Blake Ike. Christian, and Daivari, uh Ike. Plus the contract signing for Rich Swan against Tommy Dreamer. Uh, ODB returns to the ring to take on Kimberly. Kira Hogan takes on Nevia. And Cousin Jake gives an answer as if he will join Eric Young's Violent by Design. And Nelly is out and free. She has escaped.
0: Riveting
2: i mean it's it's a good show man like that the jake the jake something or not jake something cousin jake um well it's the same guy but cousin jake on on impact i kind of think he's gonna go with them Matt. i don't know why really i feel like this violent by design has yeah i don't know why i'm probably wrong but to me like it just makes sense like you don't always need to have you know a split be a split let like let it like, let them be the tag team, but just completely rebrand them, the Deaners, as to this violent by design tag team. Because you have EY, you have Joe Doring, and now maybe they could be a tag team again. Like we said, Impact is is needing tag teams because they broke the Deaners up, put them back together, make them violent by design tag team, and let's let, them, let heads roll, baby.
1: Uh, I like that idea. You mentioned tag teams, Kevin. What are you tag- going to do? What are you going to do? I was was hoping this wouldn't wouldn't come up. When Matt Cardona and Eddie Edwards square off against Brian Myers and Hernandez.
2: Who do you cheer for?
0: Hernandez Uh, is still there?
1: Yeah. Supermax is still in the house.
2: Yeah. Brian, uh, my dear good friend, Brian Myers um, paid, paid. He sold. I think he sold his, his green card Hasbro's to, to hire Hernandez to, to be a, gun, a gunner for him.
1: It also looked like he knocked of, over uh, PCO and stole his Jump Here Lafitte outfit. That's right. Pirate, Pirate Brian.
2: No, he, listen, Eddie Edwards did that to him. And that bitch got to pay. Oh, shit. So, so listen, Matt, Matt Cardona, the broski, the savior broski, he's, he says he's always ready. I feel like he's always rescuing. Like he's rescued like eight guys, like Matt, Matt. I
1: love you, buddy, but I'm sorry, man. It's 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 the most professional wrestler's time, man. Would you say Matt Cardona is Captain Save a Ho? Is that I don't know what that means. He's always saving a hoe.
2: Always saving a dude? Maybe dudes are hoes too. Dude, I guess dudes can be hoes.
1: That's true. It's a good
2: point. Yeah. So Captain Save a Ho, hosky, if you will.
1: hosky so. Brosky, baby. Wasn't that wasn't so, that his uh, yeah. song?
2: Yeah, don't right. be a don't You're be a, a
1: Yeah. That's right. Look at you, Matt. I, look, I've been I read a lot, okay? <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'm excited. Both these
2: guys are getting a shot in an impact. And I'm I'm listen, I'm Team Myers all all, all day, every day. All right. So, sorry. Sorry, Broski.
1: Uh over in the New Japan world this week, two big shows Wednesday night. Hiromu Takahashi defends his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Cho, and Gorillas of Destiny defend the IWGP Tag Team Championships against Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr., and Tai Chi. That'll be Wednesday. Uh, Night two, uh, the Never Openweight Six-Man titles are on the line as Big Tom, who got his dick kicked in by Jay White again, Uh, Hiroki Goto who is a dirty, no-good son of a bitch, and Yoshihashi, who, for some ungodly reason, the New Japan officials just let him sit in the crowd and then cross over the barrier and attack Jay White. Like, fuck Jay White. No, fuck you. All right, they defend their never-openweight titles against Jay White and the Gorillas of Destiny in night two, so we're going to have new champions there. And then night Tony's fuckboy, uh, Kota Ibushi, defends his title against Sonata, and that's uh, Thursday. Uh, so Thursday morning, and then the Wednesday show will be Wednesday morning. Um, and that'll lead us into the New Japan Cup in March. Uh, so there's that. Those are two good shows. I look forward to watching them this week. Uh, Kenta, we mentioned he will be wrestling in a Lights Out match this Wednesday night. Kenta and Kenny Omega take on Lance Archer and John Moxley. Uh, Love so that. That'll be awesome. Uh, New Japan's on the Roku TV Thursdays starting at 5 p.m. Uh, so that'll be cool. Uh, what else we got? Ring of Honor. Uh, Jay Lethal's re-signed with the company. So that's awesome. Uh, Ring killer of Honor.
0: Interv- he had a killer interview, by the way, with uh, Front Row Material last week. Yes, Check he it. was
1: on their uh, their Twitch channel, right?
0: Very good stuff.
1: Uh, Ring of Honor TV was awesome this week. I watched it before I did the show. Uh, the, they repackaged Cheeseburger. He's what now is he,
0: the big CB now.
1: He's the world famous CB.
0: World famous yeah. CB. That's it.
1: Gr- uh, uh, look, he's a I- crazy dude, man. Ring of Honor TV is arguably the best hour of TV. They do such a great job with these videos beforehand to introduce you to these characters and make you care about the match. He had a match with Tracy Williams. He actually managed to get Tracy Williams to use his rope break three times, but in the end, Tracy Williams got the win. Uh, and then the main event was um, PCO, Brody King, and the Briscoes against El, uh, the Faction in Grenobles. Um, mm. But because Kenny King was... Was not there because he had COVID because of uh, the stuff that happened at Final Battle when they taped this. Flip Gordon was their tag partner, uh, but they let Flip get the dog shit beat out of him. Uh, Roosh and Dragging Lee and uh, Bestia. um, And this was just a fucking unbelievable brawl, and they told a great story. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. Ring of Honor TV, my favorite hour of TV. Uh, NXT pay-per-view this weekend. We talked about it. Right now, this is what we have Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Finn Balor defends the NXT championship against Pete Dunne. Uh, Where's my matches here? Um, It will be Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez against either Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart or Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell in the women's uh, Dusty. Dusty Rhodes Classic. The winners will receive a future WWE women's tag team title shot. All right. Uh, the men's classic is a little more muddy. There's four teams left. It's MSK, which is the Rascals, um, and they're facing uh, Raul Mendoza and uh, Joaquin Wild, who are Legado del Fantasmo. That's right. Uh, the winner of that match will take on the winner of Timothy Thatcher and Tomasa Ciampa versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Whoever wins this tournament uh, gets a shot at the NXT Tag Team Champions. Uh, Io Shirai uh, defends her title against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez in a triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship, and Johnny Gargano defends his NXT North American Championship against Kushida, Uh, and this will be taking place Valentine's Day evening on the WWE Network, and once we find out who are in the finals, we will make our picks, gentlemen. Uh, just a quick reminder, Kevin undefeated thus far in the early year. He's 6-0. and Last year's defending champion, Tony, is 5-1, and, and I am sitting pretty at a 4-2, and two. Uh, but I will strike while the iron is his hot. Ooh uh in the MLW world and we will get into this week's MLW show MLW uh it is was announced that this week Laredo Kid will take on uh Leo Rush and they will title for title yes and they the it's a it's a unification match
0: it's the AAA Cruiserweight and the MLW uh middleweight yes right. yes
1: Um, so the winner of that match will take both titles and unify them into one. So I'm guessing Leo rush.
0: Unless they do a schmoz MLW has been known for those lately as we see every week. Now, Tony,
1: you are our MLW guy. Kevin is our impact guy. Um, we all kind of serve our purpose. Uh, Kevin gets through impact every week he crushes it on Twitter if you're not following at Wizards podcast do so that's Kevin's baby Tuesday night and he does an amazing job uh, walking you through impact and giving great insight Wednesday night is Tony's baby and in the discord Tony had to punch out before the show even ended and I don't know if he was busy uh, but I like to pretend that Tony hated this show so fucking much.
0: I did. You know what? I completely forgot I had all these notes. You know what? I'm just going to go through my notes for a little bit to fill in the blanks here. Okay. Uh, let me see. Okay, well- so the opening match, it was Jordan Oliver against the Sentai Death Squad idiot who had Divari in his corner, which is really fucking weird. You have a scrub with Divari in your corner. So Jordan Oliver came out, Myron Reed. The one, the one note that I did have... Uh, it was a squash, by the way. Jordan Oliver beat the shit out of this thing. So fuck, uh, fuck Contra. I'm getting sick of them anyway. The Sentai Death Squad I wrote is one person. The Death Squad has wearing all black, but he has an orange underwear on. The fucking idiot. Uh, it's over, and Davari stands there like a douche. <laughs> But Jordan was limping. At least it was short. Oh, fucking joy. The referee scandal. SI broke the news? No. Some ass had sent an article to SI.com and they ran with it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck this referee's name is, but Matt touched on it last week. This was dog shit. Tim Donahue. Yes. He got trouble fucking betting on games like 20 years ago. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. Oh, boy. What else did I fucking talk about?
1: There was the uh, Selena... Uh, And the new owners of Ferociano's Dorado, uh, associates from Aztec Underground, have made an offer to acquire IWA Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah, so she was talking shit to Savio, too. Tell him to go fuck himself. (laughs) And then I wrote, he's going to buy IWA Puerto Rico. Who would want to buy that fucking promotion? The fans kill people. Fuck that.
1: (laughs) Now, talk me through this tag match here.
0: All right, so Los Parks, your brand new champions, are defending for the first time against TJP and Buku Dao, friends of the show, right? Well, I mean, I guess well, I guess. Yeah, it's been a while. We should have them back on. But anyway, so I watched I went back and watched it again today to just to make sure it was as bad as I thought it was. Oh, it was pretty fucking bad. It was as bad as I thought it was. First off, TJP gets attacked at the bell, and Buku Dao is just standing there, and TJP was out on the rings out of ringside for like three or four minutes. The Parks turned the belts over to the referee, but for some reason, Selena is wearing the belts the entire match. It's like, well, are they going to fucking lose him? Probably not. There was some dog shit where like Buku Dao had El Hijo de la Park down in a move. He was like trying to submit him. And TJP went for a tarantula, but then little fucking big fat parka just falls down on top of them and it breaks up the pin. Dude, it was so sloppy. Even the fucking dives. L.A. Park, you know he does the dance with the fucking knees in it? He didn't even finish the dance, dude. And the commentator's like, he still got it. Got what? It was dog shit. It was so fucking... Bad. So bad. I, I, yeah, this is where I I have Dow and TJP versus the Los Idiots, the Los Cheaters. And why is Selena De La Renta wearing a fucking Spanx and fucking red socks? What is going on in MLW? What the fuck happened here? Seriously, you know what was entertaining? The, the commercial from Stephen P. New was entertaining. <laughs> now I understand there was also
1: shenanigans in this match.
0: Oh, dude, they fucking. Here's what I don't get. The parks are winning, and they still pull the fucking switcheroo with the skinny park because you can't switch anything else from L.A. Pork because he's so fucking big. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm starting to think Chris Jericho is under the fucking L.A. Park mask. Holy Christ. (laughs) Anyway, so they didn't even need to switch. Like, they switched out when nothing was going on. So El Hijo switched out with El Dumbo. And there's a fucking third L.A. Park in the ring. And he kicks out at one. And I don't even remember what he hit Buku Dow with, but it was like nothing. And he fucking got the pin. And then TJP gets pissed off and pushes Buku Dow down and leaves. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Bad match. Bad stories. I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do. But this is a big, fat F for me. Now,
1: Tony, let me ask you a question. Your excitement
0: on the Filthy Island show, scale of one to ten. You know what? Oh, you should be excited because they announced what the main event's going to be. It's going to be your boy, King Mo, taking on the guy he's been fucking calling out all these weeks. Loki.
1: That doesn't excite me. I think King Mo's dog shit. So,
0: and the Von Ericks are pissed off because they apparently Tom Lawler and his boys are fucking uh, pissing off all the neighbors in Kauai. So maybe the Von Ericks are going to show up. They said they're going to show up.
1: I mean, why not? More shenanigans. MLW shenanigans.
0: I don't know. Another uh, good thing next week, uh, we're getting Calvin Tankman's coming back. Okay. So that's, that's a good, good thing. Um, trying to see what else was coming uh, back. Gino Medino wrestled Gringo Loco, Tony. Oh. I watched it again. Not as bad as I originally thought. Oh, First of all, Gringo Loco's been packing on some more pounds. Dude's got to lose a little bit of weight. Hasn't stopped his moving, but you can tell he's kind of like, you know, maybe he's got to cut back on the fucking burritos or whatever he's eating every once in a while. Not
1: racist at all.
0: No, he's not even Mexican, is he?
1: I mean, his name is Gringo gringo Loco, so.
0: Well, he's white, isn't he? So why is that racist? I don't know. I just figured people get sloppy. What do they do? They eat burritos from Taco Bell. What the fuck?
1: All right. I mean, I like burritos from Taco
2: Bell. Would it be better if I
0: said Big Macs? Maybe. I don't know. All right, yeah. All right. Lay off the Big Macs, El Gringo, Porco, whatever your name is. had a Whopper the other day. That was pretty good. Matt. Yeah. I love Alexander Hammerstone.
1: I see that. Nice T-shirt
0: one of the brightest spots in what is called MLW Matt, the fucking Balky bar match. First of all, they go to this thing with three minutes left in the show and fucking Hammerstone and the referee are in this fucking like dark area with fences and like a fucking factory. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck is. I fucking 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 fucking. Everything was fucking fucking fucking. I thought I was fucking watching the, uh, the fucking dark order. Fucking fucking anyway. So Mads Kruger comes out and he beats the shit out of Mads Kruger. They fight, they fight, and he gets a three count. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute. This isn't Mads Kruger. It was a phony baloney Mads Kruger. So then the real Mads Kruger comes out and he fucking hits Hammerstone. And then that's it. We're out of time. What in the fucking fuck is this, Matt? Can you explain this to me? Can you explain this to me? I cannot. It's
1: unexplainable. What
0: the fuck are they doing? What are they doing? I don't know. Tony. I honestly don't know. Please help me. This is my cry for help.
1: I don't have it. I don't have an answer. It just sounds it was bad. bad. I, I guess Hammerstone has to go through Contra to get to Jacob Fatu. Um, he could probably walk over the bridge and just get there or walk through uh, shit water up to his waist. And I feel like that's the route they're making him go.
0: It was it's fucking terrible, dude. It's terrible. The Los Parks things pissed me off. Heaven <laughs> Hammerstone in this nonsense pisses me off. Uh, Jordan Oliver squash was fine. The Gino Medina match with uh, with uh, Gringo Logo. Apparently, they're going to be continuing that because uh, Medina was talking some shit, and then Gringo Logo jumped him, in, jumped him in the back after the match. So, you know what? Gino Medina, the first time I saw him work, was kind of the shits. He was fine here, so maybe working with somebody like Gringo Loco is not a bad thing for him. So I'm okay with that. But yeah, this episode was kind of like.
1: Yeah, I see that. Well, next week we mentioned Leo Rush and Laredo Kid to unify the middleweight and the triple A cruiserweight championship. Also, Simon Gotch and Davari take on uh, Myron Reed and Jordan Oliver. That to should ton- be a good match. As Tony mentioned, uh Calvin Tankman is in ma- uh, action. Two weeks is Filthy Island. And March 24th, MLW's Never Say Never. Ooh. So that'll probably be a loaded show. Usually they do so. that, like Kings of Coliseum with Leo Rush and Myron Reed. Is that a pay per view, Matt? It is not. It's one of their ah. special shows.
2: Gotcha. Cheers. Gotcha. So that means no picks.
1: No picks. I think once the world starts to open up, we'll get to uh, dive into picks. Um,. Before we get into games, uh, Butch Reed passed. I mentioned this before we went in the break. Uh, he was part of Doom um, in Mid South. He was hacksaw Butch Reed in the WWE. He was the natural Butch Reed. Um, w- anything you guys want to share about uh, Butch Reed? Created Netflix. <laughs> that's a no. That's a, that's
2: nothing
0: a joke, really. Podcast.
1: No, I got it. I was waiting for Matt's reaction. I got it.
2: Didn't I, seem that's like what Matt I was did. waiting
0: for. It. No, absolutely nothing. No, sold it.
1: No, it was not funny. This is a man. He's dead now.
0: Who you invented to... Netflix?
1: He did not that's invent the... Netflix.
2: <laughs> Damn. That's not That's not Ron Simmons, you idiot. It's in doom, isn't it? Yeah, well, that Ron Simmons is back here. This is Butch Reed. This is the hacksaw. This is the natural. I didn't think this one... And I know Matt, you were insanely affected by by uh, John Hoover, uh, Luke Gallows, um, not Luke Gallows, Luke, Luke Harper, Gallows, Luke Harper, and um, uh, Brody Lee. This one, this one was weird for me, man. Like, I, I was never a big Butch Reed guy. I was never a bit. I, I love Doom, but I was never a big solo Butch Reed guy. But I have watched like a million Butch Reed matches after I heard that he passed away, and. I maybe mean, had Teddy Long on not too long ago, so like it kind of just like I don't know. I guess then maybe that's why it hit different. But God, that that fir- that first round match, I think it was against Macho Man in that WrestleMania Four tournament. I watched that like back again, just his, his Doom stuff. Like I opened up, you can't open a pack of WCW cards without seeing Butch Reed. and it just it it it. it this one just stinks. It, I mean, they all stink. Don't get me wrong, but this one for some reason. Hit me a little worse than I thought it would. Um, so, you know, condolences to the family. It was sudden. Uh, you know, he, I guess he had an issue, and then it developed over time, but or over a couple of days, and just absolutely stinks. Butch Reed, one of the best galoop figures you could ever possibly ask for. The only one. He has a Nike swoosh on his shoe, which was very weird to have at the time. Um, because you can't how how you can have a Nike logo on an action figure. It was a test shot that they took, and that's how they made these weird figures uh, with this attire. R.I.P. Butch Reed, man.
1: Yeah, apparently he had a couple heart attacks a few weeks ago, and he'd been battling uh, for his life ever since. Uh, I think the I don't want to undersell his WCW run in Doom, but I think his best stuff was in the mid south. I know he did have a couple of great. Oh yeah. Uh, like forty-plus minute matches with uh, with Ric Flair, huge feud in Mid South with Junkyard Dog, which uh, he picked up in the U.S.W.A. after he left W.C.W. Um, I don't think I don't think we got to see I don't think we got the best out of him. I don't think the W.W.F. used him the best they could. I know there's that famous story that. Butch Reed was supposed to beat Ricky Steamboat and he couldn't be there. I know Tony's giving a thumbs down and that's why the Honky Tonk Man got it. Um, But yeah, I mean, Doom is a great tag team. Their matches against the Steiner Brothers are legendary. Um, Definitely something to go out and see. Uh, His stuff in Mid-South, it's on the network. He had awesome feuds and matches with with JYD, Hacksaw Jib Duggan, the stuff with Magnum TA. Um, He was a... he was a tag team partner with Jim Neidhard, uh, and they had feuds with Magnum T.A. and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, the stuff with Ric Flair is great. So uh, go out of your way and check out some Butch Reed because it's, uh, it's one of those ones where he kind of, I think he made one cameo in like 2007 on SmackDown uh, in a Teddy Long skit, and then you really didn't hear much from him after that.
2: Well, didn't they, did they both induct Teddy Long into the Hall of Fame? Oh no, that was the APA. Never mind. Sorry, that was the APA that did that. But yeah, you're right. That was like, oh, a rare appearance for him in WWE after the fact. But just, I feel like the. I feel like like you, Matt. I feel like we just, just did not get like Butch Reed could have got a Ron Simmons run. Yeah, champion could have been could have been could have been anything. And, yeah, I mean he didn't have a terrible run like you said mid south WWE, but then after Doom it was just. uh didn't get a whole lot of retreat. Right. Things. And he was,
1: unfortunately, the guy that Bill Watts tried to push to the moon after JYD left Mid-South, okay. uh, and it just didn't it didn't work. It didn't click with the fans. Uh, before we get into Kevin's Top 5, it's announced tonight on Monday Night Raw, this is your Elimination Chamber match. Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, right. Randy Orton, Sheamus, AJ Styles, and The Miz.
0: That's, That's not a bad.
2: Yeah, Tony. I I knew you wanted to hate this so much, but once you heard the the roster, you were like, "All right, that's pretty good." That's well, I guess what that-, that
0: means that means Edge isn't challenging Drew McIntyre then, eh?
2: Not if Drew McIntyre wins.
0: But it's weird because usually the person has their pick before we get into Elimination Chamber, because then Elimination Chamber decides the other championship. Um, opportunity, doesn't it? No, but th- this is for the title. I hate these fucking pay per views that are based around matches. Oh
2: god, I just hate that there's a, a pay. I- I've always hated that there's a pay- and they they've done they've done it well, but I've hated that there's a pay per view between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. That's what
1: I've always hated.
0: Two this year, I think there's two this
1: year. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might be right. Like- I think there's a, f- a fast lane.
0: Yep, there is.
1: Great Balls of Fire.
0: No, because, eight, because WrestleMania is not until late April this year. It's like the 21st. Yeah,
2: it's like, no, I think it's like the
1: 17th, actually, or
0: something like that. Yeah, right? but, but I mean, the point is, there's going to be two pay-per-views in between.
1: Yeah, Fastlane is March 21st.
0: Fantastic.
1: Fan- and Mania is April 10th and 11th. Fan- okay, that's
0: what it is. Fantastic. Well, then I guess it's not that late. I mean, it's later than usual, but it's only about a week.
2: It's, it's late enough that two pay-per-views in between them that's that still grinds my gears.
0: Matt, it, what else we got?
2: We got games. We got games, baby. All right, boys. I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, this is a top five that has nothing to do with the Royal rumble. So there you go. The Royal rumble is in the rear view mirror. This is a weird topic that I thought about, and I may have actually done on the show, but not in this capacity. We've always heard the term, who's the Genetti of a tag team based on Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Not because Marty Jannetty was a failure, but mostly because Shawn Michaels had a tremendous, tremendous career. So this is a top five of former tag team champions that you might consider one of them being the Genetti, But here's the twist they are only wcw and ecw tag team champions so the list is combined of five ecw and wcw tag team champions not nwa not mid-south not any of that not eastern championship not anything prior to that this is ecw wcw tag team champions we're one of them might have been a dastardly word. Jeanette, that's not a that's not a hint.
0: Geneti. So there's five of them, boys. I like this question. I, kinda, you, I really like this question. You want to go first, T Donk? Um who would Kevin put on his list? That's
2: see that's the huge thing. This is a Kevin list.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll go John Cronus.
2: T Donk coming in hotsky magotsky Tony John Cronus of the Eliminators is number three.
1: Ooh. Uh I don't think he's on the list, but I'm gonna throw him out there. Stevie Ray. See, that's ridiculous, Matt.
2: We gotta have some music queued up here. Because not only is Stevie Ray on the list, Matt. Oh S- Stevie Ray is number one. Hot dog! <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, still to this day, just because I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head, my favorite guest that we've ever had on the show. Good career after Harlem Heat, not a great career after Harlem Heat. Mm. So, Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat is number one. So, Tony got an ECW with Johnny Cronus at number three, John Cronus number three, and Matt got number one, Stevie Ray, Harlem Heat.
1: All right. Tony Ball is uh, volley to you, sir. There it is. No volley was
0: good. I don't know if Kevin would go this way, but I'm going to say Mustafa Saeed. Tony, do you have any music queued up there? Yes,
2: I do. You can play the same song. You can play the same song.
0: Oh, that's the plan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tony, not
0: only did you get Mustafa
2: of the Gangsters, Tony, that's number two. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: a lot of this was triggered by our uh, by our, uh, our, our our Patreon episode where I was just thinking to myself about ECW tag teams and I was like, ah, oh, let's put this let's parlay this into a list. But uh, all right, so you guys are you guys got two ECWs, one WCW. I will tell you that the remaining teams
1: are WCW. Okay, WCW Tag Team Champions. One is the Janetti. Oh. mute this mic while I crack another beverage here. God, WCW Tag Team Champions is Rick Steiner. I mean, like... Is Rick Steiner on the list, Kevin? I mean, is that your guess? That is my guess. Tony, cue the
2: music.
0: <laughs> what no, number you, number five holy shit did that mean he's just, number four still in play
2: just because you know the steiner brothers are great and rick steiner had a wonderful singles career in wcw but he was he was still rick steiner to scott steiner big papa pump uh but great tag team and this is why I say, because Janetty still had a good career post Rockers, but it just wasn't to the comparison of the other person. Right. So I'm not saying that Saturn had a great career or New Jack had a great career. Just in comparison, they were they were uh, better. So number four is still on the table. Uh, T Donk, WCW Tag Team Champion, the Janetsky. As I take a swig of my new truly hard uh, seltzer tea.
0: This is a shot in the dark. I don't think this is right, but I'm going to say Paul Roma is part of pretty wonderful.
2: Great guess, Tony. Not, Not on. on the list, but uh, but I thought about Paul Roma in so many different aspects because I wanted this to include WWE at some point and thinking that Jim Powers was the Jannetty and Paul Roma was the, the good guy or Hercules was the Sean and G- great guess. No, I love pretty wonderful, by the way. Love pretty wonderful. He was also a horseman. He don't.
0: Yeah, I know. I I, I would have went with him and, and Arn Anderson as well because I think they were tag champs. But oh, I forgot you know, about Paul that. Forgot about that team. No, because I think Paul Orndorff had a better career. Uh, man, it's, yeah, you know what? I think Orndorff may have had a better career than Arn Anderson. I don't know if that's a hot great, guess. Not, great guess. Great guess. No, no,
2: it, no, it could have been. It, that could have been on the list, Tony. Easily, easily.
0: Man, uh,
1: Scotty Riggs from the American Males. That was
0: the other one I was going to go with. Tony, do you have music ready? See, you fucking lucky fucker. (laughs) Friend of
2: the show. Dear good friend of the show, Scotty Riggs, who unfortunately just suffered a loss recently in his family, so we send our condolences to Scotty Riggs, is number four of the American Males. Had a good run with Raven in Raven's flock. Tremendous run, but Buff Bagwell ended up uh, having a much greater run so that is number th- four on the list. So ladies and gentlemen, to recap your top five Steiner brothers, Marty Gnetti is Rick Steiner, American males, number four, uh, Marty Gnetti is Scotty Riggs, eliminators from ECW, John Cronus, uh, number three, Gangsters Mustafa, number two, and Harlem Heat, number one, Stevie Ray. And by no means is this a slight on these professional wrestlers. It's just that the other, half of their tandem had a much better career. So there you go, boys. That's the top five from KJG this week. It was a good one. I like that. That was a good list, Kev. All right. Beautiful. That's tough, man.
1: All right, Tony macaroni. Are you, uh, what do you you got? Any, uh, what do you got for us tonight?
0: I got I got a back and forth if you want, because, uh, I mean, we're kind of running late, but I do have a, we'll, we'll do a, a one question version of, can you beat that?
1: Okay. All
0: right. I'm going to let, since Kevin lost last time, terribly, (laughs) I'm going to give Kevin the opportunity on this one. I might have a second question. I don't know. We'll see how this one goes. All right. Kevin. This one's called on foreign soil. And this one has one, two, three, four, five, six possible answers. The question to you is this, In the history of the WWE championship. The belt has changed hands. Six times. Actually, that's not true. It changed his hands. Seven times to six different men on foreign soil. Not the United States of America. And no, I'm not counting anything with Antonio Inoki and Bob Backlund. It's completely separate from that. Seven times, six men won the WWE Championship on foreign soil. I just want you to name the six men. How many can you name? I thought this was a back and forth. Oh. No, you know what? Fuck it. Go for it. How many can you name? Oh, I kind of wanted to do the back and forth. No, no, no. It, it, we'll, I, we'll do it as one question. We'll do it as one question. I
2: don't know what that means. What does that mean? Winner so take to, Standard, can you beat that?
0: Yes. Uh, Six men have won the WWE Championship on foreign soil.
2: I can name two off the top of my head.
0: Matt, Kevin says he's got two. I have three. Matt's got three, Kev.
2: WWE champion. Are we talking like world? Any? Just the-
0: We're talking WWWF slash WWF slash WWE championship. We're not talking world. We're not talking any other WCW belts or anything like that. He, uh,
2: God, I this was a back and forth.
0: Uh, Matt says he's got three. It's uh, it, a European championship.
2: Did, oh i mean what you, i mean this is a tough cry this is not not the biggest fan of can you beat that
0: oh sorry jesus so matt how you doing good how are you i'm feeling better now that i got an mlw off my chest
1: nice good I agree. Well, while Kevin is thinking, be sure to follow us on all forms of social media, at Wizards Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you are listening to this in podcast form, thank you for the download. Thank you for the listen. If you're ever around on a Monday night, check us out on the Facebook, Facebook.com slash Wizards Podcast, and, of course, on The Rant, oh. right? DMRadio.com.
0: Facebook was hopping tonight. Thanks to everybody for joining in. We had a nice little crew going.
1: Yeah, thanks for dropping that in the other group, Kev. It really worked out, I think. I can name four.
0: Kevin's up to four. Matt, what do you got?
1: I have five.
0: Matt's got five. Kev, either you're letting him play, or you're running the table.
2: You're like a fucking savant.
0: How the fuck do you? Do like do, that? do 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 need stinking music. <laughs>
2: there's only there's there's only six. Yes, only six. Are one any of them person... repeats? Are any of them repeats?
0: Yeah, one person was so nice he did it twice, but you only got to name him once. Do, 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 do. You just got to name the person that won that's all
2: i know i'm just i'm just trying to think i'm thinking countries and not people and it's, a lot of them are the same country They're all all the people that i have are the same country
0: and you're probably missing the one matt's missing
2: <laughs> no but i only have four this is wwe championship what am, WW, I? what am I missing? Cause you mentioned WWWF, so that's got to mean something. It could mean whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> nah, I'll let, I'll let Matt do it because I can only name four. Nah, nah you know what? I don't want to keep the people. So, Matt, go for it. Matt, can I, can I just name my four? And then Matt, <laughs> no. Matt can name the, the it's fifth not, one.
1: That's not how the game oh, works, Kev. <laughs>
0: Well, no, but I know my four are locks. No! My four are locks. Top five is not Tony's top five.
1: My six are locks, Kevin. How's that sound? Uh, You Googled it, you son of a gun. Yeah, I Googled it.
0: Ultimate Warrior,
1: WrestleMania six.
0: Bing, that's one.
1: Bret Hart, Rover Ric Flair, and Saskatoon or whatever. Fucking. I don't know
0: who Rover Ric Flair is, but that's number two. (laughs)
1: Had that one. Uh, The Montreal Screwjob. Bing, number three. Uh, Triple H at whatever that WrestleMania was in Canada.
0: Yeah. WrestleMania X eight over Chris Jericho. That's, that's four. Those are the four that I had.
1: AJ Styles in that UK show on SmackDown that we watched at the Brown Bear Pub after the podcast one night.
0: The mm-hmm. only one on the list that wasn't in Canada that was in Manchester over the pond. No chance of that. One, and the one you guys are missing. Are you I'm got not
1: missing ones? it. Hold on. It's John Cena at like Unforgiven or something like that,
0: right? It was at Unforgiven in Toronto. He defeated Edge and he defeated Randy Orton at Breaking Point in Montreal. Ooh. So he was the double. Yes. How the
2: fuck yeah. did you get that?
1: Kev, yeah, I'll
0: give you a chance to redeem yourself.
1: Uh, you know, when you like, we're doing these superstar profiles, I go through the guys and I go through every single pay per view to find out if they had a match and what the ratings were for these matches.
2: But we didn't do a profile on John Cena, Edge or Randy Orton yet.
1: No, but one of the guys that you uh picked and uh both times actually were active during these eras. For f- the one that we're going to do a profile on this month was very active in 2006.
0: Okay. Okay. Kev, I'm going to give you one chance to redeem yourself. Let's oh yeah. See. I got a question here. I hate this.
2: I'm, I'm, am like Tony. If, if you, if we can eliminate this, I'll eliminate picks.
1: No, no, it doesn't work that way. Sorry. No, oh, mm-hmm. damn it. Damn it. Give it a
0: shot. Kev, I'm going to give you the topic, and you're going to tell me if you want to play or pass, and then I'll tell whoever's going to play how many answers there are to the question. Make it interesting. This one's called WrestleMania. One on one, none. One so on one, none. Do you want to play or do you want to pass? One I'll pass. Matt. Hey, how many answers? The question has one answer.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. All right.
1: What do you got for me, chunky monkey? Uh, are
0: Good you work, doing it, right? Kev, or are you passing? No, I mean I already
2: said pass, so let him do it.
1: Do you want to do it? I'll give you I'll
0: He you said change. pass. I can't change my fucking pick. He said pass. Give me the question. Matt. This, the answer to the question, is the only WrestleMania that did not have a one-on-one singles match between two men. We did this already. No, we didn't. Fuck off. The only WrestleMania that did not have a singles match between two men.
1: All right. Let's think. You're saying between two men, so that means there was a woman's match.
0: No, it's the only WrestleMania that did not have a singles match between two men.
1: Maybe between Why two would men. you say between two men? Why wouldn't you say a singles match then?
0: Because it's between two men. It's the only WrestleMania that didn't have a one on one match between two men. Are you so, fucking. Pissed? So you're telling me that there, this could be a trap
1: and there could have been a singles match between two women?
0: The only. Qualification is there's no singles match between two men on one WrestleMania card. Which WrestleMania is it?
1: WrestleMania 2000.
0: You fucker, you nailed it. Damn. Why did
1: I? That, why did I know that?
2: There's no. There was. There's absolutely no reason for me to know that other than that we already did it. We didn't do
0: it. What do you mean we did it?
2: I don't know. I, I don't know it. how, but I knew that. And, and there was no reason I would ever, ever know that. Maybe it was more of the podcast I listened to, I guess.
0: Matt knew it, and we never did it. That's true. Fucking A,
1: dude.
2: I'm just not that smart.
1: Because I, mean, I if know if it I, was a you... four-way for the title. I'm yep. sure there was some fucking crazy ladder match. Jericho, Benoit, Angle had a three-way, right? Yep. China beat somebody.
0: China and was the Trish... sixth man. China was in a six man. Oh, against
1: the fucking right to
0: censor. Yep. That was Jacqueline and. Uh, the only women's match, I think, was the cat and. Terry Reynolds. Terry? Yes. Yeah. That was the I only women's match in the whole show, and it was a women's match.
2: Wow. How's that? How about that? Hell of a question. It's a wow. great question, and I knew it, and I said. Pass when I should have said play. Good night,
0: Gracie. I am El Fantasmo. Did you hear that? Kevin said your game sucked. No, not his game.
1: Well, do with
0: it. Special thanks
1: to t- tonight's guest, C.W. Anderson, at ECW Anderson on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you give him a follow. Uh, we'll be back next Monday night. We may or may not have some guests. Yeah. Which is nobody's fault. These things happen. But uh, we're working on remedying the situation. Uh, be sure to tune in Wednesday night here on the rant, Rantiumradio.com and facebook.com slash wizards podcast for the AW Dynamite post show featuring myself, Ant Money, and Kate the Great. Uh, again, patreon.com slash wizards podcast. Uh, check out our bonus shows. I think they're really fun. I think you'll really enjoy them. And of course, manscape.com. Use the code wizards at checkout. You'll save 20% and you'll get free shipping and you will be so much happier, knowing that you're manscaped, Ooh. and you're free as a breeze. I don't That's know. Right. I just make up. I'm madisms. I have a lot of madisms. Free as a breeze. Free That's as the best a breeze.
2: That's one. That's the best one. <laughs> was almost as good as C.W. Anderson saying, "Fat guys don't fold."
1: There you go. That's the name of the episode. I'm writing it down I, right now. I, I, soon as cool. I, soon as he as soon as said it, I knew it. Awesome, guys. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Be sure to join us next week for another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast here on the Rant, Rant, And ShiningWizards.com. Holy fuck. Fat guys don't fold.
0: Say goodnight, Gracie. I hate you. I do too. (laughs) And we're out.